This has been Brode, and you're watching Born to be Wild. Greeting, traveler. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf, and joining me today are two of my favorite people. Hydralisk, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I'm stoked it's Friday. I'm stoked for the weekend. I'm glad we're here doing the show. Absolutely. And Mike Lowe, how are you? It's good to see you again. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, same here. I'm glad it's Friday. Uh, ready to do the show. Ready to kick it, hang back, talk uh, some Paladin tonight. You feel me? Absolutely. And uh, would you please do the honors of introducing our guest tonight? Oh, for sure. Um, everybody knows this this person I'm about to introduce. Um, co-host of the uh, Hero Power podcast. You know, uh, the master of uh, ketchup mustard himself. You know, uh, leader of the Paladin. <laughs> brethren uh brotherhood that i'm a part of myself uh i want to introduce a uh, longtime friend of uh uncle zeroshio what up z whoop, whoop. what is up gang i'm so glad to be a on born to be wild and be considered part of the wild community that's a, that's awesome honor i appreciate it yes welcome very excited to have you here well Hi. met <laughs> well met <laughs> uh so for those folks listening or watching who are not familiar with you, number one, shame on you. Number two, uh, <laughs> do you mind? Do you mind doing just a real brief introduction? I mean, tell tell us maybe a little bit about yourself, um, how long you've been playing uh, Hearthstone, yeah. how long you've been playing Wild, um, you know that that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I've been playing since playing Hearthstone since beta. Uh, I've actually played Wild since its inception. I haven't always you know, try-harded on Wild or push Wild Legend uh, concurrent to Standard. Usually I, I regularly get Standard Legend just about every month. Uh, but there were some months I decided to take a break on Standard, now I get Wild Legend. And then last year sometime I was like, you know, why can't I do both? So I started getting Double Legend bought it once every two or three months i i get standard legend standard legend then standard wild together and then i do standard 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 wild together and i tried to hover in that rank five back before the the rank changes but then when they went to the new ladder system i was like i wonder if i can still double legend so i got the double legend in preparation and got the max uh star bonuses and then i was like i just need to keep this up so I shoot, for, I shoot for that 10x every single month. Uh, I don't push high legend in, in wild because uh, I'm not as good as the MTG squirrels and the doings out there. But uh, <laughs> uh, because I, I mean, I'm good at wild, but I'm kind of a one trick pony in wild. Uh, I tend to have a reputation of being an OTK guy, and that's where my bread and butter is. And up in the high legends, it's hard to. Uh, to play OTK decks because they just they see it coming and they counter you really well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I started hosting the uh, 
Hero Power podcast with uh, a longtime friend from high school, uh, Avantis, and a mutual friend, Versica. And that was about five years ago, and we're still going strong. I think we're wow. episode 230-something, 238 or something like that. So almost five years. I have to say, you guys are, are definitely an inspiration, I think. Um, I, well, in a lot of ways. Number one, you guys are... That's a beautiful shirt, Mike. <laughs> uh, you you guys have been around for a long time, been a long-time listener. Um, I was... Uh, had the pleasure of being a guest on your show a couple few years back um, around the time they were doing a wild event and um, it was a lot of fun. And after seeing what you guys did, it was, um, you know, what's the saying? Uh, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? So we have stolen kind of the, the idea of like a video show with the layout of the hosts and the co-op portion of the show It's kind of stolen from you guys. I hope you don't mind, but um, I don't mind because we stole the idea from someone else. Uh, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> the uniqueness of our show is it, kind of. It, it, the uniqueness of our show is we do an audio podcast for people to download on iTunes, the way people listen to podcasts. But we also do an extended video show that also includes a play portion. So we talk about news. We talk about our weeks. Uh, we, we push on some hot topics, which sometimes are a little too hot. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I push the envelope on what to talk about on this, uh, in, about the Hearthstone community. But then we talk about a different deck every week and we break it down and, and talk about how, you know, the strengths, weaknesses, mulligans, things like that. And then we end the audio portion and move on to a video portion that is us playing at least uh, best of three. So we try to get at least uh, two games in, go two and oh, or two and one, hopefully, uh, to show the deck and how we would pilot it. Not that we're experts, but just kind of give that basics of the deck. But I, I took the play portion idea from uh, the Hearthstone Power Hour, uh, which was hosted by Blizz Pro's Twiz. And uh, he ended up no longer doing that show. And I reached out to him and said, hey, do you care if I kind of adapt that idea for our show? And he was like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's awesome. Take Take it and run with it. So that's kind of what we did. We took the conventional podcasts and then the video kind of tutorial coaching session and put them into one show. And that's kind of been our niche. Uh, no other podcast uh, before us has done it. And, and uh-huh. you guys are pretty much the only ones that have done it after us for the wild. And, and we're honored to, to have that emulated because we, we thought it was a good idea and it's nice to see other people and other people in the members of the community uh fostering that idea so that's we we don't mind at all i appreciate yeah, it's pretty it. good it's a uh, it's good market research <laughs> it is it, it is because the best way to to learn a deck is to watch somebody play it i know yeah. a lot of people link their their replays on hs replay but i don't know about you guys that's hard for me to follow yeah it's not quite the same I, as as watching it and talking through it um, no it, it's just not quite the same I find I have to keep uh, rewinding, you know, to see like, yes. okay, what exactly happened there? Like over and over. It, it, it's too bad. Um, it's not in the client to actually have a replay, but. And I wish it was because I play in THL. Uh, you guys talk about it on your show all the time. I've been playing, this is my 12th season in THL and I record every single one of my matches and I still use the HS replay to upload to my team so they can, 
critique it. But I watched the replays. Uh, I've got a four terabyte drive with just nothing but THL replays on it, <laughs> and which I I want to cut a bunch of those from from the end of last year and just do a compilation of me OTK and people with Holy Wrath Paladin. But oh, anyway, God, that's, that's awesome. I digress. <laughs> um, yeah. What I what I look at is what was my mouse doing when I was considering this this action or when my opponent was playing their stuff was I moving the mouse was I was I clicking on something was I looking at my cards and that kind of and what what was their mouse doing what which one of their cards were highlighting when I was making my play yeah uh, and these are things that it's it's not your normal you know mindset when you're playing a game and maybe mm-hmm. it comes back from my Magic the Gathering today days when I was on the Pro Tour for two years, where you would watch how they're looking at their cards, whether they move their cards in their hand. Oh, uh, yeah. Where their mm-hmm. eyes go in their hand. Does it keep going to the left side of their hand? Do, do, I love do that. they stack their cards all together or do they fan them out? Just little things that you think you can't do in Hearthstone, but you still can if they emote at a specific time. Mm-hmm. Well, they think they either have lethal or you don't have a counter or something like that. So it's reading into those things. That's why I never squelch mm-hmm. anybody because an, an emote might tell you what they think you're either going to do or what they are thinking for their next turn. And if we had actual full replays, you could be able to go back and watch those yeah. like, after your match. And it, it's kind of surprising to me because... How long has the original StarCraft been out now? It, what, 21, 22 years? They had replays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could go and watch your match mm. after it was oh, over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's and been my, around for over 20 years, yet Hearthstone doesn't have it. My favorite thing to do is is is, is pay attention to my opponent, uh, and I see it a lot in Wild, too, where I'm playing somebody that doesn't have a golden hero, and I'll make a odd line of play and all of a sudden i'll see my hero power light up like they're hovering over my golden hero power okay and it, it, to me they must they might be questioning hey why did he make that weird play well he's <clears throat> he has a golden hero power so he's got mm-hmm. over 500 wins <laughs> uh, so maybe maybe they're contemplating well what could he be doing that i'm not thinking and and that that it, it's I, I hate to say the term next level, but that's the kind of thinking I do when I play. Yes. I try to think outside the box. Uh, no, no, I this play is the player, not necessarily the game. This is truly some next level stuff. And it, I, like, I wasn't planning on going down this road, but this is a really fun topic of conversation, right? Um, there's something to be said for, uh, there's a whole like different level of psychology that you can use when you play this game. It's like, how long do I take my turns? Do I emote? If I've got two copies of the same card, do I play the one that I just drew or do I play the one, you know, that's been in my hand forever? And like, you know, when you play the one that you just drew, you can, it's, it's almost like, you know, you can BM your opponent a little bit like, Oh, look at my lucky draw. I always do that. Play the one I draw. (laughs) Or see, sometimes it's, sometimes it's right to play the one you draw. Sometimes it's right to play the old one. Mm -hmm. Cause they're like, yeah. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll draw the card I was planning on playing. I'll play the one I've had in my hand a while. And I'll hear them emote like, wow. Like, oh, he had it all along. You had Brawl this whole time and didn't use it? (laughs) Yeah, then they'll play another card thinking, well, he doesn't have the other one, or he probably would have played it from (laughs) right side of his hand. Then I play it, and then either 
their portrait explodes because they concede or or they <laughs> rope or you know it's it's these t- little kind of mind games that you can play. Uh, it, it's not always the optimal way to play the game, but sometimes if you get a little bit, if there's a little blood in the water, you kind of sniff it out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, if I see somebody that I knows a seasoned veteran and in, in on the ladder. I know that stuff's probably not going to work, so I don't even I don't even dip into that bag. It's interesting like, though, because oh, sorry, Mike, go for it. Now, I like what Ex- Russia explained. Um, I was going to say what he said. He's probably in a little different way. But he explained it differently. Um, I like the strategy of what he explained. Like for me, if it's like a card that's discovered or created by, um, if it's a card that's probably in a deck that's you know, popular and the card is popular and then I discover a second copy. So they're expecting, um, like you guys use brawl, let's just use brawl. They're expecting maybe, you know, two brawls in this certain warrior deck. But then when I discover that third one, they're playing all out once they see two brawls and they see two, two flurries and all these board clears. And now I discover this one out of nowhere. And then now I got you because you dumped your entire hand and now I got this brawl created by... Mm -hmm whatever lackey, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. conversely, you can do it the other way where you play one from your deck and then you discover one, but you have the one second one from your deck. Most people will say never play the one you discovered. Mm-hmm. Play the other one in your deck. But if you play the one you discovered, they're going to go, wow, they just they got that discovered from a discovery. They still have a third one in their deck. So then they're going to play hesitantly because they know you have that third one yeah. somewhere in your deck. So... Like you can pressure. kind of go both directions. Yeah. With That's good pressure. If you're not ready for them to dump down, then you play the discovered one, so they still fear that third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's that goes into eat, eat. There's never a hard and fast rule. It's just whatever the situation is in that game. If that's your last board clear, you want to keep it a secret as long as possible. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of people call that in control style decks playing greedy, but that's how I play. I play greedy. Uh, <laughs> you asked me about, about myself. That's kind of I just gave you a synopsis of how I play, and I play Greedy Control to OTK. That's what I did when I played Magic the Gathering back in the day under the moniker of Zero, uh, and uh, that's what I do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm putting two and two together. Is that what we call you, Uncle Zeroshio? Zero Tio? What? Is that exactly. it? Oh, my God. So when I, when, when I was playing Magic Gathering, I got real famous. Well, famous. I, I was popular in our community for pl- piloting zero casting cost decks with Ornithopters and Kobolds way back in the day uh, from like the Legend set. This is, this is OG Magic back in 3rd edition, 4th edition. What uh, year? A 95 through 97 okay. was when I got that nickname. Uh, and then as I got older, uh, Avantis used to like coach young kids into the Magic the Gathering uh, Junior Pro Tour. And oh, wow. so we had a lot of younger kids. We were teaching to play Magic and a couple of them got some scholarship money for winning tournaments. And I started, they started calling me Uncle Zero because I was the old guy, <laughs> you know, and all my, all my friends started calling me Uncle Zero. And then when I when I was playing Hearthstone, there was also, I was under zero and I had a couple people friend me saying, Hey, are you the guy that got owned by so-and-so in this YouTube video? And I'm like, <laughs> no, okay. There's way too many zeros out there. 
So I decided to change it to Zerochio, which is like a soft T, uh, which is Zero Tio. Tio is Spanish for uncle, so it's a rough translation for Uncle Zero. That's hilarious. I love yeah. it. That's one of the better name <clears throat> stories I've heard. I that agree. Is great. I like that. I like yeah, that. So if, if you look on Twitter, my Twitter name, it's at Zerochio. But uh, my name is Uncle Zero because that's that's the rough translation. Right, yeah. right. Oh man, I love it. I love it. it, it a little background from that is I I grew up uh, in a uh, with a Spanish uh, side family. I have my godfather was Spanish, so I kind of grew up with my with my uncle who was my godfather and his family. My parents were over the road drivers, so a lot a lot. <clears throat> when my young young age, I was kind of part raised by my mama Mendoza. Uh, in a Spanish society, I'm, I'm bilingual and 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 kind of have a oh, little cool. Spanish culture mixed in. You know, mm. that's my favorite food taste, stuff like that. Me so, too. Uh, that's why I kind of took the tío uh, because in in the in the Spanish culture, to be called tío is is very it's honorable. It's not always just a blood uncle. If someone calls you tío, they consider you family. Yeah, yeah, someone yeah. To up to so. Where so where are you where are you live right now? I mean, I don't need like your street name, but like what state are you in? I'm Here, in East like, Tennessee. Is, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I I was born in the Chicagoland area, uh, and then we kind of migrated to Tennessee. My dad was a truck driver, and uh, he was kind of running from the. It was during the times of of the trucker union strike, and my dad refused to strike, or he wasn't part of the truckers union. And uh, he was considered a scab. And uh, mm. the union kind of told him, hey, you want what's best for your family? Listed off all our names, our, uh, our names and locations and ages. And my dad had us in Tennessee in 24 hours, my mom's family. And I've been here wow. ever since, other than in my adulthood, I joined the military and did a lot of travel. But I came back to East Tennessee. Wow. That's Anna crazy. On a, a lighter note, I will um, I'll sympathize with you a little bit. I grew up in Southern California. Growing up, my best friends were always Mexican. And so I have this deep love of um, the culture, but the food. My God, the food. Oh, yeah. And um, for a long time, I worked in downtown Santa Ana. And, man, we had the good food everywhere. Um, and then what is it now? It's been five, six, seven years. Um, moved over to Portland, Oregon. And bro, there is no good Mexican food here. And, uh, <laughs> it just doesn't exist. I mean, there's some, but it's not like, it's not the same as we had in Southern California, man. I uh, East Tennessee surprisingly has a lot of good Mexican restaurants. Cause there's a lot of canneries in East Tennessee and a lot of the uh, Mexican families have migrated here for that. So I, we have a lot of local kind of ideas that you know they're, they're just little uh convenience stores but they also have a little mexican restaurant inside of them and those mm. are my favorite places to eat you get authentic quesadillas and authentic you know enchiladas and stuff like that it's, it's, it's oh, enchiladas i love enchiladas i don't get homesick very often but i'm feeling it right now <laughs> <laughs> and grow, growing up though my mama mendoza she uh when you say something bad or you speak out of line, uh, everybody's gotten the soap in the mouth treatment, right? <laughs> yep. Not yeah. my mama. My mama would take a black pepper right off the vine, 
cut it in half and go, come here, come here, come here. And, and you had to lick it and stick it in your mouth. <laughs> the problem with the problem with that is there's two sides of a cut pepper. So you got in trouble and whoever was closest to you. Also, so you always do. You also <laughs> do who you always do who got in trouble. Cause the minute they do something, all the kids would scatter <laughs> away from that person. <laughs> so it was growing up in that, in that culture was, was a lot. And I'm from a very big family. My parents fostered kids for a time. I lived in a school for boys with my parents and my sister who was like one at the time. Uh, so I have 27 brothers, uh, of varying ethnicities oh, wow. and ages. So, that is amazing. Uh, and most of them were troubled teens going through, uh, you know, drugs and, 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 and juvenile systems and they were in and out of gangs. So they were, most of them were troubled teens and, and growing up, I got to see those troubled individuals. Again, I was very young, mm-hmm. develop into older brothers that loved and cared for me. Well, good so, for your parents for doing all that work. That's, that's not honestly, easy. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of an inherited trait. My grandmother had 42 kids. Uh, and of her four biological, her oldest had four heart surgeries before he was the age of 14. So she still wow. found a way to... She had uh, four four biological, 22 adopted, and 16 foster kids through her whole life. So uh, she just we, we've always just been a big family, and you always share the love. Family is not always the blood that's in your body. That's just... It's just how we've always seen it. Mm-hmm. Gotta, that's really, really cool. Gonna tear up a little bit. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that though. I mean, I think that's that's incredible. Uh, no joke, man. That's that's some that's something special right there. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that art piece behind you? Yeah, actually, it's it's uh, it's Sylvanas before she took the undead. Uh, curse, and then you'll notice that one. That's pretty obvious. Thrall. Uh, they're just prints. They look like I work for a print company. Oh, okay. So somebody took some of the art and through their Photoshop magic turned it into sketches. And he was doing some uh, test prints on a uh, uh, a solar printer that uses that uses ultraviolet lights to print. Uh, what would look like hand hand drawn sketches onto uh, parchment or onto like stock paper, and those were a couple test runs he tested. And, and uh, I was new to the company, so he he knew I played Hearthstone and and was into World of Warcraft and that kind of stuff. So he just found two images for me. Well, that was uh, nice. They look really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, awesome. it, uh, the company I work for has some great technology. We actually print uh, images right onto uh, knife blades. And things Ooh. like that with a solar printer, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's a neat job. I'm not a uh, an artist, you know, by trade, but I, I work in the IT department, so it's kind of cool to have uh, connections there. Burgundy wild new... knives incoming. <laughs> I'm looking for a new knife. That's this is a good idea. I actually lost my favorite knife that I've had for. Uh, hold my, I don't know. I've had it for like. <laughs> Like fifteen years, old enough or to forget. <laughs> old enough to forget. <laughs> we do a lot of we do a lot of handle printings and stuff for the the frost knife works, uh, as well as we print. Again, these aren't knives that are used often; they're decorative knives, but images printed right on the blade. Super cool! I want one. 
speaking speaking of those just just as a side note so i i've been i've got my office here in the loft of our of our townhouse or condo or whatever it is and um i've been thinking about redoing it um i got some shelves recently and looking to i'm probably gonna I, i use a green screen right now but i was i've been thinking about um copying our friend uh electric sheep city I'm putting up kind of like a display case behind me. Um, I was thinking about painting the wall this weekend, putting up my shelves and stuff. And so I've been looking for things to get on the shelves. And I was uh, looking on Amazon, looking on eBay for for Hearthstone or Warcraft related stuff. And uh, speaking of knives, like you can get life-size copies of Frostmourne, life-size yeah. copies of the, what is it, Uther's sword called? The, is it Light? bringer or or tyrion sword i mean ash yeah 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 yeah, yeah. ash bringer yeah and uh to get like a life-size like oh my god i mean i'm a little intimidated and i don't also don't want to spend two hundred dollars but um yeah you're 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 dropping (laughs) close to three hundred dollars on a lot of those replicas but they're good quality i've actually handled some of those and, and known some people that have gotten them and they're definitely good quality yeah, there's some really cool stuff. There's some really cool stuff. So. I actually, like, I work um, for an instrumentation company. We've got a full machine shop, and one guy at work made his own Arcanite Reaper. And nice. it is wow. super cool. Yeah. Uh, we need to see pictures. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get them. Yeah, he, oh, he, he made his own, and it's it's awesome. So you guys have people at work that work with you that play Hearthstone or play wow or something uh he is he's actually um a streamer who plays vanilla like classic wow oh, okay okay and uh he actually does quite well uh doing it he streams like five days a week kind of thing wow and he okay. does it after work yeah so he he yeah he works all day long and then he goes home and then he usually comes on like 7 p.m and streams till about midnight yeah we have a lot of gamers at my company uh we have a lot of art, uh, like people that manipulate uh, photographs and stuff. A lot of artists, mm-hmm, and a mm-hmm. lot of them are really big in the games. I we have a couple Hearthstone players, mobile gamers, console players. My boss is a big Skyrim buff, uh, oh, but he nice. understands my love for gaming. He, he'll, I'll tell him, I was like, "Hey, I got to cut out early today. I'm gonna cut out at lunch and head off." I, he's like, "Yeah, you got something going on?" I said, "Yeah, I got an appointment." He's like, oh, <laughs> that's the, the code name. He's like, yeah, when's the next Hearthstone set come out? I'm like, yeah, today. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever I say, I have an appointment, just a generic appointment. He knows. He knows what's up. That's amazing. <laughs> and like the whole company knows it too. They're like, you take it off? Yeah. You have an appointment? Like. Yeah, I got an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, some of them follow follow my stream, and they'll know they'll I'll fire up the stream, and 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 because I don't stream often, but whenever a new set comes out, I usually stream for a couple days to kind of show off the new cards or open packs, stuff like that. Oh man, that's good stuff. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, before we, we we move on into the show, I, I do want to take a quick pause and say thank you to our patrons, uh, particularly to Shokunin, who is the executive producer of our show. Thank you so much uh, for supporting us and for um, 
just all, all that you do to keep the lights running um, and the website bills paid. I really, we really appreciate it. And um, so thank you very much. If, if anyone listening or watching is interested in supporting the show, uh, you can check us out on our website, which is born to be wild hs.com or patreon.com slash born to be wild hs. Um, I don't want to turn it into a thing, so I'm just going to move right along, but uh, thank you all very much for, for what you do. Uh, yes, thank you. There is one question that I, I wasn't asked that that I that oh, I was yes. about the famous Danny Donuts question. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm yeah. a huge purveyor of mac and cheese. Okay, I have eaten so much mac and cheese, and I haven't been asked the Danny Donuts question. Danny's not here right now, but I'll be happy to ask. Do you eat your mac and cheese with a fork or with a spoon, or do you just use no utensils at all and just uh, use your mouth? <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Like like an ice cream cone, just uh, uh No, I don't use a fork or a spoon. I use a metal spork. Oh, you had oh, this. You yeah. had this planned, my friend. This, uh, no, no this thing, thing is always on my desk. It's always. It, it's actually the. Uh, is it a uh, pen? No, it's a. It's the sonic screwdriver for a Doctor Who. Wow! <laughs> it's, it's it's a metal spork. I have always been a lover of sporks. Uh, I I would always steal as many as I could from the KFC or the Taco Bell back when I was in high school. I just <laughs> loved to eat with sporks. I thought they were the greatest. To me, they're the second best invention next to Velcro. So uh, <laughs> everybody loves Velcro. Come on, man. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 my thing. I got a metal spork. It's pretty much my utensil every time. I eat with it, and then when. I'm done eating. I wash it and I put it on my desk for whatever comes across next. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Doctor Who spork. Nobody has used that answer, I think. <laughs> I'm the one percenter right there. <laughs> Gotta start keeping a Google spreadsheet of these answers. Shout out to Danny Donuts for that one. His famous oh, question. Man. That's good. That's good. Okay, right. well, at this point, uh, we like to just, you know, talk about our week, see how everybody's doing, how's it going. Nate, what has been going on with you? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, it's been interesting out here. I'm in, so I'm in Oregon, right outside of Portland, and the entire state is on fire at the moment. And so um, it's not good. Like where I'm at, we're safe. There's no issues. But, um, like the sky outside the last few days is just like red or orange. You can't see anything. There's cloud, you know, there's um, ash everywhere in the sky. It it looks like, I mean, the sky the last two days has been like pumpkin orange all day long. It's, it's, it's completely bizarre. Um, you know, fortunately, um, I'm, we're safe. I don't have to evacuate. I don't have to really do anything uh, aside from, you know, kind of be on the lookout, but, but it's, it's been weird. Uh, Zeroshu and I were talking about this online a little bit also because the holiday um, on Monday has like thrown off this entire week for me. Cause I had Monday off work. Yeah. And so I've been a day behind all week. Um, and like, even today feels like a Thursday to me, not a Friday. And so I'm just, all the, <laughs> I'm, I'm a day behind on everything. Uh, so it's weird. It's weird how a four day work week can somehow feel longer than a five day work week. 
Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy. I work, so I, I work for the government. I work for the court system. And um, unfortunately, what happens to us with holidays is that we pay for them. You know, we get the day off, but then it doesn't change the amount of work. It's just now we've got five days worth of work in four yeah. days. And so yeah. it doesn't like, it's not like, oh, cool, we all get a day off. It's uh, like, oh, man, Tuesday's going to suck. And, um, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, all in all, it was a good week. Um, the uh, the wild bundle came out. I didn't need any of the cards, yeah. but I what I've been trying to do, um, Shokunin and I talked about this a little while ago, and rather than get jammed up at the end or, or like when a new set comes out and then have to shell out a bunch of money out of nowhere, um, every time I get a paycheck, I'll stash a little bit away it, worth of like mm-hmm. Blizzard Blizzard gift card or whatever you call it, store credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that when it's time for a new set, like I don't have to come up with a couple few hundred bucks out of nowhere. Like I've got some sitting there. Uh, and so this, I had, I had a little bit in there and the wild bundle came out. And so I used my store credit to get it, even though I didn't need the cards. Um, I came out with a pretty good haul. Um, unfortunately I think gold Daniel stole all my luck because he pulled three golden legends and another three or four, like non golden, which is absolutely, absolutely gross. I pulled three regular legends and then I pulled about maybe it was maybe ten or so gold cards that I didn't have, which was pretty cool actually. Um, and then the nerfs went through on Tuesday that we had talked about last week. Uh, I had been waiting on dusting any of my cards, waiting for the nerfs to to go through. Um, and so they finally pushed through, and I hit that dust button. Had like thirty thousand dust or something gross like that. Um, Ended up crafting a whole mess of golden cards, which is probably a bad habit, but it, Uh uh, golden Leroy, golden Kingsbane, golden, um, Lorekeeper, Polkelt, golden patches, uh, pretty much made a golden Kingsbane deck, which is, I might regret later, but probably not. (laughs) And none of those golden cards you said make other golden cards. That's true. That's true. Well, Uh, hold on. The Kingsbane dies and it goes back into your deck and it comes back as golden over and over and over. Yeah, the golden kingsbane's like having 12 golden kingsbane's in your deck. I mean... Uh, If you're doing it right. Hearthstone logic. I've been... uh, (laughs) I've been buying these... um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Zerosho, you probably know because you've been to the conventions and stuff. Yeah. Um, Cute but deadly, the, the little figurines. Yes. Okay, so I haven't been getting... I know they make them for um, Overwatch and mm-hmm. Warcraft and all of those. So I started... I got oh, so many of these things. Oh, oh yeah. I They're, they're so cute. Like I, I wanted something for the shelves behind me that wasn't going to be... Um, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted something that... You know, I've got a... I've got a... My son's eight, and I didn't want anything that was going to be like scary or... I don't know whatever so these were kind of fun but i thought oh man some of these are really old like if i'm gonna try to get these i'm just gonna get the warcraft ones and i'm gonna start with the ones that are hard to find because like the longer i wait the harder they are going to be to find and so that's kind of what i bought first and and dude some of them are expensive my goodness but uh like i got this i got this little dude right here 
the uh, shadow form uh, Illidan. It's pretty cool. Well, glow, oh wow, that's a good one. Glow in the dark. I got the packaging for it. That's oh, that's sick. cool. I see that. Okay. The, uh, <clears throat> they made a few that were like Blizz, uh, BlizzCon or Comic Con. I mean, uh, exclusives, and some of those are a little hard to find, but but uh, they're cool. So I've got them slowly trickling in in the mail. Um, anyways, uh, enough about me. But but it's been a, a long, strange, interesting week. But overall, overall good. Um, we'll talk about the meta and our kind of what we're playing and seeing later, but Sounds that's me. Good. How you doing, Mike? What's going on? How's your, uh, your week in Hearthstone going? That's going pretty good. Um, been doing some practicing for THO, trying out different decks. Um, of course the nerf changed up, uh, what I thought the lineup was going to be. Um, I didn't think they were going to nerf Dark Lair for a while, so I just assumed the lineup would be, you know, obviously everyone brings Dark Lair and then Raza Priest and then you just fill in around that. So um switched it up from there. So uh, my, my lineup this week, um I got a I got Q block, but it's a Chinese Q block list. It runs uh the darkness and it runs uh Ooh. Prince Talderon, yeah. I've seen that list. That's a that's a pretty spicy list. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I've been playing it, I like it a lot. I've been looking for an excuse to play that card. Got, yeah, I got it for you. I'll put it in Discord. Cool. <laughs> That's a fun one. Um, I, uh, I opened a Golden Darkness a long time ago. <laughs> mm. yeah, Never, seen <laughs> Never seen play. Never seen play. Pretty much, but... Darkness but, is like um, a low-key way to mm-hmm. kind of counter Reno decks. Yeah. Uh, it is, with, yeah. With an upside. Obviously, you have bombs, but sometimes you can't get those bombs really going. But darkness, what turn four? You can shuffle three in there, and boom, you, you've you've killed them before they can even get to Reno. Uh, so it's it's low key, good. I mean, even if he doesn't ever pop out, you've got those three cards, and they're just disrupting their deck. Dude, this week I was playing um, mostly mostly playing Odd Warrior and some Kingsbane. I had someone uh, a bunch of these games go to fatigue, and I had one I had one game go to fatigue. And then my opponent had waited until there was no cards left in my deck. Then he plays the darkness, shuffles in three candles. And then next turn, like I drew all three. He's got a 2020 on board. Uh, I had so much armor that I shield slammed it and I killed it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you had to put, you had to waste a shield slam. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, but it's interesting tactic for sure. And, uh, it's I've seen you know, especially with the dark lair nerf, um, Reno Priest is probably tier one right now. Uh, it's a very good deck. Um, you know I don't think that it's necessarily super easy to pilot optimally, but um, I've seen people starting to tech in weird things like that. Um, Rogue has been teching in beneath the grounds to mess with yep. the Reno, with the Reno decks and uh I don't know it's interesting that's an interesting tech choice mm-hmm. for sure I, yeah I'd like to see yeah, that list um, as well yeah I was gonna say uh to round out my week um because of that nerf a lot of decks I was playing before like the style play to me it wasn't working because of the decks that are there now so um I've been trying out some uh Jay Druid uh as much as that irks me um it's pretty good <laughs> you, you can you can get like 70 armor by turn six like sometimes Correct. it's frustrating if you drive Vargas because you don't get him off the oaken summons 
but then sometimes you can play Vargas <clears throat> and then they don't kill him. And then you can play Oaken Summons, get 12 armor off of that, and then play the branching pass. Um, a lot of the times, I'll hit it for for six for 12 armor, and then the Vargoth gives me 12 more armor, and it, it just gets out of control. So that deck's pretty solid. Um, I like I've been trying out Odd Warrior. I've never really played it before. It feels it feels new to me, so it's it's still like kind of like you know shiny and cool. Uh, I, I like it a lot though. I struggle to stay awake while playing it, but it uh, <laughs> it beats up the aggro decks pretty hard. Yeah. Um, Oh, they can see the pal. Oh, I queued into a couple of odd paladins. Instant, like, like Zeroshio said, the portrait exploded. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's my favorite part of playing Odd Warrior is those turn one conceits. The minute they see Baku, and they're just like, ah, nah, I'm done. That's <laughs> dope. But yeah, it's been a good week. Um, I got a deck I'll talk about when our next segment comes up. Right on. How about you, Zeroshio? What have you been up to this week? Uh, very similar to, obviously, a lot of Hearthstone, but similar to Mike Lowe, uh, I actually play in Legacy Standard Series for THL, but this is my first season in the Wild uh, THL Series. So hey. uh, I'm our team is sitting on top of the Blue Division right now. We're the only undefeated team. Uh, we've already got a win this week, uh, so I'm hoping to pull the win myself. Uh I decided to dip into my bag of tricks this week. Uh, last week, I played a little odd lineup that was not necessarily all Zeroshio, and I wasn't able to to pull the win the way I wanted. I, I, I got a 1-3 loss. But this week, I went straight up OTK, and I'm uh, playing, uh, playing a lot of... I'm playing a Bomb Warrior with the, uh, with the Iron Juggernaut tech in it. Oh my! Oh, that's oh, one of my favorite no, cards. Really. You I mean, guys were I, talking about it on the. I was I was yeah. actually catching up on my podcast and listening to this week's uh, last week's episode mm. with uh, uh, MTG Squirrel, and I was like, "Oh, Iron Juggernaut! That's my deck." It's uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't mind talking about because deck lists are open right now. So my opponent, I know what my opponent's playing too, but mm-hmm. I'm running the Iron Juggernaut list because Brand cool. and the Iron Juggernaut is just. Yeah, it's dude. I've made that joke before, and I was like, "What what about Iron Juggernaut in a bomb deck?" I was like, "Never mind, it's it's a mine. It doesn't count." But as Rocio said, "No, I'll play it." It does count if you shuffle two in there. It still counts, but I mean, (laughs) it just doesn't count towards uh, Doctor Boom. But yeah, it doesn't count towards Doctor Boom. But that's ten damage. Count towards lethal. Yeah, counts towards lethal. And and then of course I'm I'm. I'm rocking my OTK Paladin decks. Like well, we're going to play some of this in the second half of the show. Uh, my, f- I'm known in THL back from last year as being a Holy Wrath savant. I, I whisper sweet nothings in in uh, uh, Uther's uh. ear, and I convince <laughs> him to just put that Holy Wrath on top of that that Shervala on top of my deck of seventeen cards. Uh, that's just how I roll. Uh, I love decks where I can just go, you know, YOLO, let's see if I win, and I just do. Uh, you sound like my, Ben from work. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one of my notable victories was uh, I had 17 cards in my deck and a Holy Wrath in hand, and they had 27 health. And I had to uh, draw... No, it was... 
no, it's 13 cards in my deck. I'm sorry. I had to draw and not draw Holy Wrath or Shrivala. Mm. Okay, so I had to I had to dodge the one uh, the two in, in 13. So I drew no Ho- Holy Wrath, no Shrivala. Then I had to Holy Wrath their face, and I had to hit the other Holy Wrath. So I had to hit the one in 12. And I, if I hit Shrivala, I, I couldn't have won. Mm-hmm. So I Holy Wrath faced, I hit the Holy Wrath, did five damage, put him at 22. So then I had to play that Holy Wrath and hit the Shrivala, which was one in 11. And I hit it, and I won. <laughs> and oh, my, my th- God. My th- Please th- tell me you bought, a, you bought a scratch ticket right after that. My team <laughs> literally, like, I queued up for the next game, and, I'm, like, two minutes goes by. I'm like, let's go. So I, I was like, is everything okay? And he's, I get, I, he gets a message. I need to walk around a minute. And <laughs> <laughs> five minutes, five minutes uh, goes by. He finally man. comes back. Okay, I'm ready for the next game. So, wow. Oh, my God. How much? How much did you have to pay Ixar or Ben Brode for that luck? <laughs> See, that's the thing I love about Holy Wrath. You just get yourself. A, I love Dark Glare because it's just like they're like hitting their face, hitting their face, hitting their face. Yeah, and I'm getting low, and I'm like, you know what? They're at six health. I'm just going to Holy Wrath their face and see if I can hit one of my big cards. You know what, though? There's uh, something to be said about. Okay, I mean, this is maybe I'm going down a rabbit trail, so stop me if I go too far. But but there's something to be said about kind of identifying your particular like pocket meta or whatever you want to call it. And you make the deck choice based on that. And so, I mean, it worked pretty well for me and for you guys as well. Like we start seeing dark, dark glare is, uh, you know, the current crazy deck and everybody's running it. And so what counters that? And so I start playing odd, odd warrior. Mike starts playing secret mage. Um, you know, anything that like they get their health super low, like, man, I love to see that. I've been playing Kingsbane. Like, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna sap you and hit your face for 15. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> and so I. But I think that. Yeah, sorry. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. go for it. I was just gonna say my Holy Wrath list uh, runs Shrivala and uh, two Molten Giants, and I run Uther in there too because he's a good health swing. Mm-hmm. as well as removal, as well as being nine mana. So I actually hard mulligan for a Holy Wrath and timeout. Okay. Because I let them do whatever they're going to do. And if I can just on turn three, t- I, I timeout, turn four, timeout, turn five, I just point a Holy Wrath at their face and pray. <laughs> and a lot of times I win because it's, I That's just awesome. hit one of those big, big because I get themselves down to like, you know, six, seven health, so mm-hmm. low. Uh, and they're like, they, they ain't going to come over the top. Uh, but my love is actually the Uther OTK. That's probably, that's my favorite card is is Uther the Evan Blade, the hero card. Oh, and, I wish uh, I wish they would uh, revamp that animation. I wish there was more, like, oomph to it. It's just kind of so like... they did. They did? They did. Yeah, it used oh. to be the snowballs would hit their face and then they explode. Well, now you have little silhouettes of ghosts that come out. It's very subtle, but it was improved. Hmm. Uh, oh. It did that about the end of last year. But that was my biggest complaint is is the whole little pew uh, anime. I think Trollden did so many videos where there were Uther OTKs and they would just go pew, and that was it. 
<laughs> well, it's, and, uh, it's a little anticlimactic, right? I mean, especially yeah, after yeah, seeing yeah. something like Mechathune, you know? But if yeah, you look like at Cataclysm now, is like so crazy, like so much like molten fire coming down. Like I expect the four like apocalypse, like these guys coming together. Yeah. Like I want like the whole board to explode or something. I don't know. Like I, I thought, like <laughs> silhouettes, silhouettes rise up off the cards and charge at them. Instead yeah, of the, man, something. I always call them snowballs because it looks like they all just throw a snowball at them because it's a little white trail. You guys, um, you ever watch like uh, Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, yeah. A bit. yeah. So this reminds me of uh, like Kid Buu. And the the go tanks when they had the, the yeah. spirit ghost when he spit yeah when they spit out the ghost that's all that's what I think of Dragon Ball Z like this is so like anticlimactic like this this grind to get these four dudes on the board and then it's just like pew <laughs> they, did, they did add the little the little ghost uh, silhouettes that rise up out from behind the portrait after it cracks so okay I'll have to see it again it's still not it's still not as big but it's yeah, maybe we'll see it tonight, but uh, yeah. I love just I love OTK decks. Uh, I yeah. also made a name for myself by having a uh, OTK. Well, it was more like kind of like a two turn kill. Um, uh, Shervala with uh, not Shervala, uh, Shutterwalk. Shutterwalk's my, like my shirt. Um, you play Shutterwalk after you've played the uh, Coppertel Imposter, which is the the mech that has stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you play Omega Defender, which is the one that gets plus ten attack for uh, if for you've got ten mana, right? Having ten mana, yeah. And okay. and then you can put other things in there too. But basically, you get a gigantic uh, stealth Shutterwalk on the board that they can't interact with. Oh, okay. Hmm. Unless they have just. Uh, ran, uh, board-wise stuff like Twisting Nether or something like that. And then you just put Wind Fury on it and kill him next turn. That's huh. funny. Last week, MTG uh, was joking about that was that card was made for him with him and all his kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this card is actually in your, con- uh, it's in your combo. That's crazy. <laughs> it's in my, actually, uh, last year, I actually won, won a THL match with that combo. So that's kind of my my bread and butter is is finding OTKs and standard right now. There just aren't any good OTK decks. So mm-hmm. if I want to play OTK, I've got to come to Wild. So that's why I love Wild so much, just because I can yeah. play Mechathune, I can play Uther. It's yeah, where to be. Crazy oh, yeah. uh, Shutterwalk combo decks. There's uh, a pretty kind of my go-to. Yeah, there's a pretty spicy Mechathune Rogue going on right now. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Oh, so, yeah. so the combo, the combo is you play what is it, Anka or something like that? The one that reduces. Yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. the only the only two or the only Death Rattle card that you play in your whole deck is Mechathune. Mm-hmm. It, so, it happened to me this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is great, right? It happened to me, and then I friended the guy, and we chatted for a little it while, was, and he. I, friended, I wanted the deck so bad, and right? he never accepted it. <laughs> Oh man, I have it. I'll send it to you. They, or I had somebody oh, send it please. to me, and it's a blast. So here's how it works: the only minions in the deck um, are minions that draw cards. Or I think it, this version also ran two um, wild pyromancers. And so um, the it what is the, I think Witchwood Piper is the one that draws cards. Also, your lowest cost yeah. card, mm-hmm. and then it, yeah. it ran Lorekeeper Polkelt. So if I play Lorekeeper Polkelt, it's autom- automatically going to pull Mechathune, and then it's going to pull yep. Anka. And then it's going to pull Myra's. And, um, and and so here's the combo, right? I play Anka. 
it it puts the Mechathune down to one, um, and then the the cards that I need in my hand, I need a Secret Passage, I need a uh, Wild Pyro, I need the Mechathune, and I need one other spell. Uh, so once you've got those, you play Myra's Unstable Element, destroy your deck. Um, and then there's two, there's, there's two ways that you can go about this. I can either, um, I can either play Mechathune and play the, the broom, whatever card that gives your other cards rush, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Nimbus Nimbus 2000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then I can play, um, there's some weird interaction with secret passage where essentially I can kill these two cards and then play secret passage, um, and the cards for a second are gone out of my deck. And then it triggers Mechathune before the cards come back. Oh, right. Yeah. It's very it's weird. Like and you, and then the other you your entire hand into the nether, that is the secret passage. Right. You yeah. draw, since you don't draw the cards, it replaces your hand with, well, now it'll be four cards with the, with the most recent uh, nerfs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't take any fatigue damage. So basically, yep. you you replace your hand with zero cards because you have no cards in your deck, mm-hmm. and then when Mechathune blows up, right? Uh, the other the other way that you could trigger it is I play um, Wild Pyromancer, I play a a spell, whatever it is, um, to get one tick off of it, so it's down to one health. Then I play Mechathune, which is a one one, and then I play Secret Passage, and it and it kills everything, and you get the OTK yeah. from that as well. Uh, that version for me using with wild pyro was easier, but, um, God, it's so fun. It's, I, I don't suggest laddering with it, uh, but, no. if you're, but if you're like at a rank floor, it, I mean, it does super well against control decks. The, I think I, the earliest I played, it was on turn six to do a full combo. Maybe, wow. maybe it was turn seven. Cause it wow. was, I think I, if you can Anka on five, Myra's on six. You can combo off the next turn. That's oh. early to combo for Mechathune. It's really early, but if you're facing a lot of aggro, like you're just gonna die. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked. But <laughs> no. I love I love no. the OTK stuff. It's and, a blast. and see, that's why I like that's why I like OTK so much because you can't talk about an OTK deck without having these kind of stories, and uh, that's yeah. what I loved about uh, Magic the Gathering. And now I love about Hearthstone. And, and that was pretty much my week. I played a lot of OTK. Uh, I, I got up to Diamond 5 because that's I my first couple days of the month or the first weekend in the month. I just go Diamond 5 Standard, Diamond 5 Wild, and then I prioritize based on my needs. Uh, we were on a bye week for uh, uh, Legacy, which is Standard. So mm-hmm. I focused all on on wild this last week because I didn't have to prep for standard. Uh, so I did a lot of uh, did a lot of testing with wild, which means I stay at the rank uh, rank diamond five floor because I'm just mm-hmm. playing goofy decks and best place really to be. Worried, I'm not really worried about winning. I'm more worried about learning the deck. Yeah, because practicing on ladder, you're not going to face the you're not going to face the decks that you're going to play in a conquest format. Yeah. So yeah. But a lot of people say there's no real use practicing on ladder. No, that's, that's not true. There's getting that muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, 
even if you lose, if you go through the motions of, well, next turn I would have pulled off my OTK and this is how, then yeah. you learn something new. Or you figured it out. Like I'm playing, I'm playing a uh, uh, an OTK Antonitis build that you that basically does the Exodia combo without relying on quest or anything like that. Exodia just, Mage is, I think, me and one of me and Mike's trick. favorite decks of all time. It's <clears> true. <throat> oh yeah. And so I, you know, you get and you get Uncle Tony out. Uncle Tony. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. spell you play gets you a free fireball and you just fireball like crazy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, hey, one thing before I forget, I, Mike's shirt reminded me and, and Zero's, uh, Shutterwalk shirt reminded me. I was telling you guys about it last week, but it was in the wash, but. Uh, and I, those guys who are listening to the show won't be able to see, but check this out for anybody who's watching. Here's. See, Nate standing up. Always oh, got a nice. blue Born to be blue. Wild shirt. I like the that. Uh, blue I like white. That yeah. Looking beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I love nice how it turned out. Nice blue and white, like Duke. It's uh, you can so yeah, that's kind of like a, a Duke color scheme going. I like that. Yeah, it looks great. Is that foosball? That's <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> foosball. <laughs> Foos, foosballs for the devil, Bobby. No, that's a great Bobby. Shirt. It's a college. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the shirts you can you can get the logo in black. You can get it in white, and then on basically on any color. So. Uh, cool. Sorry for for spamming the merch, but uh, it reminded me of that, and I just love how it turned out. I'm I'm so happy. That looks that up. No, but uh, other than that, I've just uh, been kind of kind of engrossing myself in Wild and making sure that I'm ready for THL. And uh, the the meta has really changed because now that Dark Glare with the uh, nerfs happening, Mm -hmm. Dark Glare Warlock is essentially dead. Right. Uh in mm-hmm. wild that is. Then uh uh all the crazy decks are coming out to play. Yeah. All the control, all the all the uh the OTK decks, all the combo decks, all just the wild and crazy decks are coming out and man, it's it's a difficult, frustrating time to play in wild. Mm-hmm. But it's good because I'll sit down and play ten games and play against like eight or nine different decks i agree yeah oh hey let me jump wild just feels fresh i agree i want to jump back real quick on something that zeroshio just said um this came up a long time ago when i was years and years ago when i was still trying to hit legend for the first time and i had asked somebody um you know how do you do it or what's you know what is your magic advice and um the advice that I got was like uh, he had hit back with um, like a Aviana Kuhn combo Druid. I think it was Mally Druid or something. But um, the advice was, hey, I stopped trying so hard or I stopped worrying about my rank and I just tried to learn the deck, like learn, yeah. the, learn the interactions with my own cards, learn the, learn the matchups and like just get really good at my own deck. And once I started focusing on that, instead of trying to focus on my rank, like it really improved the gameplay. And so what, like what Zeroshio was saying about, hey, you know, you spend the time really trying to, you know, just figure out how your deck works. What is the combo? How do I pull it off? What are the different, um, you know, interactions with the cards in my own deck? And once you can start to get that, like, 
automatically you will start increasing your win rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I pretty much stopped focusing on game by game. And, uh, and it sounds like this would be exhausting, but I, mo- I focus more on turn by turn. Mm-hmm. And if you just make sure each turn is thought out optimally and that you're thinking of every possible line of play. And if, if you're ever playing and you think to yourself, well, I'm going to make this play because it's the only line of play, then you're thinking about Hearthstone wrong, in my opinion. There's always a second line of play. You could literally have an empty hand and draw one card, and there's always going to be at least two lines of play. You either play the card or you don't play the card. Right. And you need to take both. You need to take both or all lines you can think of into consideration. Mind you, you might start a turn and say this is the best line of play, and then go, what other line of play uh, do I have? And find two or three that are subpar. They're not good, but. And you think it's a waste of energy to think of it like that, but you've ruled out uh, other lines of play that aren't going to be optimal, and you've solidified that this is the most optimal line of play. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you think of a second or third line and go, wait, that's actually better. Yeah. So uh, if you focus on having good turns, not just good games, the wins are just going to come. It helps. It helps for me to sometimes like to talk out my plays. Like if I'm doing co-op with somebody, or I don't do it a whole lot, but when I do coaching, that's what I typically ask: is all right before don't play anything. Like what what plays do you see here? Tell me all of the plays that you see. What are your options? I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Now of of these options, what is the best option? Um, You know. I, for me personally, I think one of my downfalls is I tend to play very quickly and that is not usually a great idea. Like take a minute to, I, you know, look at the board, identify, you know, what, you know, what is the opponent going to play? Or if the opponent were to draw the nuts, like what is the best thing that they could do next turn? And how do I plan around that? Um, you know, if they had the best card, what would it be and how would I play around that? And then looking at what I have, what is the best possible play? And then almost like chess, you know, try to think two to three turns ahead of time. And of course you have to shift depending on what the opponent plays. But, um, you know, if, if you think of things just in, in the moment, like it's not long enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of times I will look at my hand and say, if my opponent could see my hand, what would they want me to do? What would they not want me to do? Yeah, that's a good perspective. And hmm. a lot of that's reading, and a lot of that is also playing your opponent, not just playing the board state. Uh, is is based on how many cards my opponent has in their hand? Maybe what card they were hovering over? What do they want to do? If if I'm thinking the best thing they could do next turn. I might have a line of play that's best for my board, but do I have a line of play that's best for countering what they could, the best thing they could do next turn? Right. So sometimes playing a suboptimal play to counter what your opponent could, what their optimal play is, is the best play. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I try to think of multiple lines. And that's pretty much, that's my week in a nutshell is, is doing things like that, specifically with OTK decks this week, because that's cool. That's what I, I, I read my opponent's uh, uh, 
what I thought they were going to their lineup was going to be this week, and I'm hoping I got it right. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, but OTK we'll see. was the way to go for me. <laughs> hey, let me uh, your mindset. Your mindset like that is what gets you double legend every month. So thank you for taking the time to explain that. Thank you. I I appreciate that. And let me let me drop one other last like knowledge bomb super quick while it's fresh on my mind. This is something that I heard Blister Guy say a long time ago. Was, Very smart man, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Ray's Ray's one of my oh, yeah. favorite people. He's a he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. and very very smart. So here's Blister guy. way too much at the beginning of the month, but hey, I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you there. That happened to me a couple of days ago. Actually, he uh, had a spectate quest and he popped into my. <laughs> I was playing and uh, I am just cooking dinner. <laughs> uh, uh, well, he, but at the begin at the first day of every month, he always spectates people playing the new set. Uh, I think he spectated me at least three or four months. I don't know why he keeps hitting me. Maybe I just play at the right time. It's a compliment, man. It is a compliment. So what Ray said that I think was really uh, smart was to respect your opponent. And I really like that advice because, um, you know, when you start thinking in terms of my opponent is a noob, my opponent is trash, my opponent is so terrible, my opponent is like – it makes yeah. it makes you play suboptimally when you don't, um, and then you get angry when they top deck some good card. You know, you get oh, this trash player is uh, you just got really lucky, and like it is a bad mindset to get yourself into. So yeah, and you should um, play like your opponent is as skilled as you or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, especially play, now with the updated MMR system, right? Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, like, agreed. They legit are at the same MMR rank mm-hmm. as you, so. And that's another thing that I, I just don't understand in the Hearthstone community is a lot of people, and you see this with streamers, you see this with your, with opponents sometimes friending you afterwards, they treat you, their opponent, as if you're enemies. And you have to remember, even in a loss, you can learn something. Mm-hmm. And if that person beats you, and you learn something on uh, maybe a suboptimal play or how to play around something or what you shouldn't have done that cost you the game, they helped you figure that out, and they helped you become a better player. So if you look at it that way, then everybody, every one of your opponents is almost like a partner teaching you how mm-hmm. to, you know, like a coworker teaching you how not to do something or how to do something properly. Uh, so I don't like that mindset of, of – you know, treating the opponent person that you're opposing uh, player as if you're your your enemies or they're horrible person because it's it's just not true. Uh, we are all here to have fun, and uh, and that's that's the focus of the game is to enjoy it and have fun. That's it's a great mindset. Winning well, and getting higher rank than everybody else. Yeah, I never feed it energy because like I played card games for like over twenty years, and yeah. just within this past six years. I've been playing Hearthstone, and six years ago, I stopped playing Magic. So prior to that, I've been playing cards forever, and I played in tournaments, um, different card games, Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Yu Yu Hakusho, all kind of card games. Oh, yeah. No one ever... Throwback. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a good um, one. I played that for a little while. Yeah. But, like, my point is, like, nobody... Outside of the one random person, maybe who had more money and being teenagers, people are just juiced up. But like, no one really acted maliciously or acted the way they do when they send these messages through Hearthstone. I've been at too many, like, 
too many tournaments at brick and mortar places where I have I have this confidence that I've I've never seen that except for like random randomly here and there, you know, maybe somebody feels they got cheated in a game and they're upset because they spent seven hundred dollars <laughs> on a deck. <laughs> but when people send hate messages in Hearthstone, I'm just like, Are you guys serious? Like and this is where I check myself because I'm like, they have to be way younger than me because I played in too many other card games and other high stakes tournaments for something like this to bother me. Like I would never send a message to somebody cussing them out or calling them certain names or bad things about their family. Like I could be queuing it to another match instead of spending time sending a hate message. Keyboard, yeah. keyboard warriors, man. People get brave on the internet because they got an <laughs> alias, you know, it, 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 I, it's, it's stupid. I, I mean, I don't I don't usually get too offended by them but it's it's really it's ridiculous. Yeah. I uh I take every salt I accept every friend request. You send me a friend request I'm going to accept it cuz it it could be a listener show it could be somebody that recognized my name. Yeah, I do too. Okay. But I've taken so many salty friend requests and turned them into Twitter followers and hero power listeners that I can't remember. You know, they come at me, you were super lucky and I reply, "Yeah, I was." Sorry, and and they it just you know, dissolves. Yeah, they say something bad about my deck choice, and I say I'm just trying out a bunch of decks for my podcast. You should check it out. And they're like, uh, "I saw this deck on your on your website. Can you send me a list of that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, here's this list." <laughs> all, of sudden, all of a sudden, they're okay, okay. and they're listeners <sighs> of the show. So I I do everything I can to to de-escalate those. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes they say something, you go to reply back, and they've already unfriended you. Yeah, that happens. Uh, I yeah. even had one guy who friended me immediately after, and he was at, like, Diamond 2, and I was at Legend. And he beat me. And so he sent me a friend request. I was like, okay, cool. And then before he could say anything, or I could say anything, he unfriended me. I don't know if it's because he saw I was Legend and was like, I, you know. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yep. Those yeah. type of people you can't ever get to because they're going to unfriend you so fast before you can make a difference. But if you can get a <laughs> word in and it's a kind word that can steer them, you know, in in the direction of, of becoming a friend and learning from their their situation, then that just makes you a better part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, uh, an important question. Uh, Hydralisk, how was your week, man? You know... It's been a pretty good week, to be honest. Um, we're starting to feel what Nate's got going on. Your uh, your smoke has made its way up here, Nate. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- today, uh, like I noticed it yesterday, too. it was starting to get a little bit smoky. Um, but today, it started off as like a bright and sunny blue sky day, and by about no. One or two in the afternoon, you couldn't see the sky anymore. Like it's full blown, just smoke absolutely everywhere. Like as I look out the windows now, there's trees that are about say 200 feet away, but there's like a full layer of smoke in front of them. Like they they look there's like a gray haze. I mean, I, I know it's nowhere near as bad as what you got going on, but it's definitely happening. So it's a it's a little crazy. We get that around here quite a bit anyway. Like whenever like the Okanagan's on fire, that usually happens. But that's a thing. Um, the other 
thing that I did do is I bought the wild bundle nice. and it did not go very well. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no. that's, that's sad. I mean, you got some dust, I, I suppose, but you didn't, did you not yeah. get anything that you needed? I didn't. Well, do you have a full set? Little column A, little column B. Um, I'm very close to a full wild set. So like it, it probably filled in a, a few blanks. I did not get a single legendary out of fifty six packs. Out of fifty six <laughs> packs, not a darn one. Well, you have to also remember it's it's eight <laughs> packs, eight different sets, so you're not going to hit Damn. a pity. Yeah, pity and, yeah. Uh, I know it was it it was a little bit brutal. I got one. The best thing I got is I got one golden epic, um, and that yeah. was a um, manic soul caster. It's the that sh- uh, Battlecry shuffle a minion into your deck or copy Yo, of it. Your, I got your problem solved right now. I can I can figure it out. What up? All right. <clears throat> Did you open these packs with your mouse? Yes. Okay, so I learned from Kriparian five years ago to open your packs with your space bar. Uh, no, I have a tradition. I do it in a star pattern. I can't. I can't change that. <laughs> oh, I open like the top left, then the bottom right. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> no, no, how do I do it? Oh, I can only. I'd have to emulate it for you. Like I can't even well, say. I, can, I, I do it like in a full star pattern so that I I don't ever do the one next to it. So is it a five point star or a six point star? Oh, uh, is this That's- like a devil question? Uh, just saying, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh, uh, you, you might be going wrong. Look there. Oh Maybe I should god. use the Diablo card back, and then, <laughs> and then I'll have better luck. Do you? Uh, do you hover over them first to see if you got anything good? No. Or, why? So, oh, Mike, man. Mike, Mike, why the space bar? Like, I, I mean, I know that you can jam through them super fast, but like, so, so whether Crip was joking or not. I've been doing it for four years or ever since I heard him say it. And whenever it's like expansion time, I always get a pack. Well, I always get at least like 10 to like 12 legendaries. And I always get like five or six golden ones. And then every other expansion, because it happened this one and then it happened last December, I get two golden legendaries in a pack. Holy crap. Like, like I, I don't know if he was joking or not, but the shit's crazy. Like, shout, shout out to Crip. I know he listens to us. Shout out, Crip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very good. Very, Regular very good fellow Canadian subscriber. You want to make sure you're using the pirate card back, right? Oh, I have the Edwin Van Cleef one. I got, I got the random it's card got back. pirate wheel on it. Oh, I don't that ha- one. I don't have yeah. that one. I'm so sad. See, I'm glad this bundle didn't come with a card back or, or a uh, portrait because I'm a, I'm, that's my weakness. Uh, speaking uh, speaking of card backs or portraits, there should be a new portrait coming out this week. You want to mm-hmm. jump, like? Let's jump into the news since since uh, we're we're like right there, anyways. I want to say one more thing first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I've been rocking the the Odd Warrior as well. I oh, feel yeah. like I got uh completely robbed out of a win just yesterday. I think I told you about this, Nate. Um. I was waiting on one extra turn to do a board clear and the I was versing a secret mage and they had a full board 
So I played my Bulwark of Azanoth. Oh. The, the one that allows you to only like you take one damage per per hit. And uh, okay, I'm safe, I'm safe. Well, this secret mage had Blingtron teched in. Uh, oh, yep. to destroy their uh, Aluneth. And so instead of using it to destroy their Aluneth, they used it to destroy my weapon. And then just completely, like, I did not see this coming. And just destroyed me. Brought me down from, like, Dang. 25 health or something like that. I had and, the same list, and they did the same thing to me, and I got another bulwark. Huh? Oh, did and you? They conceded, they conceded right off the bat. That's amazing. Oh, no, I wasn't so lucky. I got, like, spear claws or something. I don't know. That's incredible. <laughs> All right, Nate. I need, to uh, fix, yeah. I need to fix the soundboard. I'm so, I got so excited because I finally got the soundboard working, but it's playing through my mic and my speaker, so it sounds like it's double echoing. So hopefully yeah. by next week I'll get it sorted out. But, but we, we, so, do, we do have news, but it is extremely light this week. That's good. New, that's rogue, fine. new rogue hero? Got a new hero? <laughs> rogue. No. That's, that's a good joke, though. <laughs> oh, damn. So has anybody experienced this uh, this issue that they're apparently going to do a hotfix on? Has anyone had the problem with Freezing Trap um, not allowing you to play the minions that are sent back to your hand? Uh, I, have, well, I have not, but I keep hearing about it. Um, yeah, I, I have not seen this at all. But yeah, apparently, once your minions are sent back to your hand, they are completely unplayable. Do people play Hunter and Wild? I actually lost to Arena Hunter uh, this this past couple of days uh, playing as an Odd Warrior, and I lost to. Uh, it just it was like they generated so much value over and over and over that I just couldn't deal with it. Oh, the um, Death Knight, yeah. So. Uh, I have not, but so they said a a hot fix, I guess, is in the works to fix this. I don't know. Yeah. Not much in the way of news, but uh, there it is. Yeah. We also have the Forbidden Library Week 2 will be starting on the 15th of the month. So that's the beginning of the new adventure. Yeah. Where we're going to be able to play as Jaina to start off with. So that'll be available on the 15th. Yeah, it's a young Jaina, which is it's it's kind of exciting. There's also going to be a, a bundle that has the young Jaina portrait along with some mage packs, mm-hmm. uh, and I love the portraits because I'm I think I have every portrait available in the game minus the 1,000 win Demon Hunter. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, three and, rogues. Yeah, I have all the rogues. I have I, I have all uh, fifty-seven mage portraits. Uh, I actually have every card back except for Thrill of Victory and Golden Celebration. Wow! Wow! Two, I, yeah, I'm a hoarder. I, I'm a collector. That's I, impressive. I love stuff like this. So, uh, yeah, I have a thousand wins on every class except for Demon Hunter, uh, which nice. I think I'm like a hundred and thirty. I'm <laughs> You've got you've got about a hundred more than most of us. <laughs> it's funny because when they announced the thousand win portraits, I only had one class that was under a thousand wins. Oh, so you got uh, them all right off the bat, yeah. So I grinded it up. It was uh, rogue, and I grinded it up to a thousand wins like two days before they came out. So as soon as the portraits came out, I got all of them. 
Oh, nice. The one thing about the um, new Jaina portrait is, uh, from what I've read, and I don't know if this is true, but it's data mined on out of cards, that there is no unique voice lines. You know, they said that. They said that initially, and and shame on me for not putting it in the notes, but I have in the Discord, if you look at um, the news section, there Mm -hmm. is a... Hold on, let me look here real quick. There was more data mine stuff, and I know originally they were saying there was no unique voice lines, but um, there was a... Let's see here. I'll share the link with you guys. It looks like there may be some unique voice lines after all. Not oh, not specifically great. not specifically for most of the emotes. I don't think I I just shared the link with you guys. Um, let me uh, if there's some spoiler content. So I don't know if you actually want to read it or not uh, for the new solo mission. But one of the things in there talked about um, uh, unique voice lines. She has two special voice lines that replace the defaults. Uh, one for threaten that says, why are you being so difficult? And one for handful that says, I don't have space. Uh, that's not, uh, super awesome, but no. it, um, is, uh, a, a little bit different than no unique voice lines. And apparently there are, when you play her, or at least during this solo content, there are three separate hero portraits that sort of evolve. Uh, until you arrive at her current portrait, which is interesting. Um, I don't, cool. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, they uh, they kind of did that with uh, uh, Arana, or the the. They did it with Arana, and they also did it with Illidan a little bit in the in the prologue um, solo content. So I, I like that they're doing this, and and this solo content. I know they they originally said we're supposed to get solo content every set cycle. So we get a set and we get solo content, then a set, then a solo content, so forth and so on. But they're saying that this is going to be a story-based solo content. And for all uh, 10. Well, they said, they said for all heroes Mm -hmm. and that they have, uh, they're going to be rolling them out over the next 12 months. Hmm. So I don't know. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are we putting on our tinfoil hats for a second? Thinking about yeah. New, new, uh, are you talking about new new heroes, or are we talking about it's just going to take them a year to do it? Well, uh, it, there's only ten classes, right? So yeah, that would be your ten core classes. But they may they may do one for Dame Hazelbark. They may do one for. Morgul the Oracle. They could do more than one uh, class hero, but okay. there's also two other classes over the next uh, that we just saw Demon Hunter. There's two other classes in in uh, World of Warcraft or in <coughs> Warcraft Death Knight <coughs> to round yeah. it off to twelve instead of ten. There's Death Knight, and then there's Monk. So there is the possibility. They've said that that's, that's not going to happen, but. You know, it could be read both ways. They said over twelve months, so there may be doubling up on some of the classes, just telling those those character stories. Because obviously, like for the ones that they've had stories, like uh, Madame Lazul, they probably don't need to do one for Madame Lazul because we got to hear her story in multiple sets. Uh, they, may, they may not even do Illidan because we've we've had the prologue. 
Uh, so they may not even do one for Demon Hunter at all. But I'd love to help have a story for Dame Hazelbark. I'd love to have a story for Morkel the Oracle. Uh, I'd love one for uh, 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 Lady Liadrin. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really cool if they did a couple, you know, a couple of the alternate portraits as stories. Man, I would love that. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate super quick and just be the Debbie Downer and say what what i could what i could see happening like worst case scenario is that they just they do one for all 10 classes over the period of a year and like say when the new set comes out they don't do one that month or something yep. like that oh yeah cuz there's yeah. two more there's two more sets right they'll i mean we'll mm-hmm. have one in december and then one in april but even uh, if they did that that's still more solo content than we would normally get oh absolutely yeah. Absolutely. So, and, but I hope that you're right. Number one, it, I hadn't even, it, it hadn't even occurred to me that they would do like an alternate, you know, alternate paladin, alternate druid, alternate, you know, whatever. Like that would be so awesome. We've gotten some of these portraits with no explanation of who they are or their backstories. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And uh, Nemzy backstory. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's been, been featured on a lot of the card art in the past, but you don't yeah. really know her. I love a Nemzi uh, solo content where I got to play through her story. That'd be <laughs> so cool. Oh, man, that'd be great. We get uh, Bog Creeper as an alternate Warlock skin. Another <laughs> <laughs> well, Warlock skin. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's pretty much the the entire news we didn't have a lot to talk about there no yeah me. really i don't think there are you guys gonna be i assume uh i'm not I'm, these mage packs last time they came out it was like ten dollars for five packs or something it was such a terrible deal uh, i did not <laughs> buy those i did not I, uh, well, I, I had all the mage cards anyway so i did and then i instantly regretted it because i got 40 dust out of each pack and it was a waste of 10 bucks but um, for me i didn't see the point to buy the mage packs when i could just like go to my collection manager and then make like uh you know cyclone mage and then go slam down a sorcerer's apprentice and evocation and then bam i got a crap <laughs> ton of mage cards right there at my disposal to do whatever the hell i want like i don't want to buy mage packs i could just go so, do that and... i will not buy the mage packs i will buy the mage portrait <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i feel you there and, and the way i see it is if the value is worth the portrait to me then i get free packs that's a good way to look at it yeah if it I don't. I. I would let. I. They've already said it's gonna be the portrait in five packs. I'm hoping that's a, even a five ninety nine deal. I'd like to see a four ninety nine deal, but if it's nine ninety nine, I know. I think it's. It's gonna be ten bucks. I think nine ninety nine is what I think, and I'm gonna end up getting it anyways, begrudgingly. Come, they don't do like. Like other class packs, like I feel like they could always have like stuff in the store, like rotating out weekly, like different deals and stuff. I'm pretty sure they're planning on it because Imic did some data mining, and we saw the we saw what the pack looks like for the hunter class, the hunter packs. Uh, the artwork for the packs looks super cool. Okay, uh, so it's just insane to me how slow they are to do this kind of thing. Yeah, like there's so many games that just like. Things are in the store this week, out of the store mm-hmm. this week. Next one in, next one out. Yeah. 
brand new game i've been playing that stupid fall guys game (laughs) and and there's like new crap in the store every single day like it rotates it's like every 14 hours it rotates yeah yeah like come on blizzard let's go yeah, they could have rotating packs, rotating carbacks. Like this carback is for this carback is available for the next fifteen hours. You know what I'm saying? Like a little timer counting down in yellow. Like I, I just see it. Like I just envision it. Man, What's you up, guys, Blizzard? You guys, you guys are OGs. You remember when they said that they were like, "Hey, wild stuff is not going to be available to buy in client anymore." Oh, that, that was, was like brutal. <laughs> I was like, why? Why would you do that? Like, what's the point? Uh, like, crazy. Okay, okay, so we can't give you money anymore. Did I? I no sense. Did I tell the story on the podcast how I was free to play and I had never purchased Naxxramas? And uh, once they said, once that rotated out and it was never coming back, I crafted all of Naxxramas like oh. with my own dust, <laughs> and then they brought it back, and I'm like. That's... I, I actually wrote a letter to Blizzard. I'm like, can you please refund my dust as I have crafted all these cards? Yeah, they never wrote back. One thing to remember is there's been kind of a regime a regime change. That's true. Yeah, that that pre Ben Brode era where you had Ben Brode and Young Wu and all that kind of kind of that uh, leadership in the team mm-hmm. and. Then, uh, there was a lot of shakeup with with Activision Blizzard execs, yeah. and a lot of your higher ups either retired and were replaced by some mouthpieces from Activision, or some of them were or you know higher ups and other teams that got moved up, uh, like J. Allen Brack, and uh, uh, then we had you know Ben Brode and Young Wu, and a lot of that Team Five leadership leave to form their own company, and they've had to build this new Ben Lee's now in charge and he kind of has this really good mentality of of touching base with the player base and finding out what do you think is too expensive what kind of stuff would you want to buy and getting feedback on a regular basis so a lot of the stuff they said they'd never going to do and now they're doing it yeah. is in my eyes is a positive thing because I that agree. means listening and it may not happen overnight because you got you got to remember they can't do anything without getting the Activision Blizzard shareholders to approve it. Uh, so nothing ever happens fast at Blizzard, uh, but things have been happening a lot more efficiently and faster than they have ever in the last you know year Agreed. Uh, than they did in the previous four years. So while there's a lot of complaints and, and stuff like this, I'm hoping some of these things stick. They stick to the wall. They see they can make money off it. That's why I don't mind spending money on this stuff because if I see it's a good idea mm-hmm. and it's something I want as a player, if I don't buy it or don't invest my money into it, and none, and a lot of people don't, then they're going to say, oh, it's not a good idea. It's not going to make us money. Right. So if I spend my money on it and others do that, that support the company, then maybe the shareholders will give Team 5 a little more wiggle room and leniency on some of these things that are good quality of life for us that we like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why, um, you know, even though this is a wild focused show, it's very important. Like it's in our best interest for the game as a whole to do well, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. follow very closely like the grandmaster stuff or, um, you know, a lot of the normal mainstream competitive Hearthstone or whatever, but like, 
I try to tune in when I can, or I'd buy the bundles when they come out um, because I want the game to do well so that it stays around for a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, the worst case scenario, like people stop playing, they stop making money and then it's just gone. Like that'd be terrible. So, Oh yeah. It'd be horrible. And a lot of the team five, uh, T five members on the developmental team, you know, like Cora, like Chalky, all these people, they're not sitting at their desk going, how can I make this game more money? They're no, thinking, they're not. How yeah, really cool cards. How can I make really, really cool art, voiceovers, storylines, and then it, their supervisors have to turn that into a proposal to the executives to give them the funding to allow them to to do that. And sometimes that involves, yeah, you can do that, but you have to put up these many bundles at this amount of price. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when when people say I'm not supporting this game monetarily because they just want my money. Mm-hmm. The people that are making the game that you enjoy to play don't want your money. It's their bosses. And that's going to be like that with any consumable product that you you get, whether it be Nike shoes or the soda you drink, uh, Coca-Cola. The, the high-end person is going to be the one gouging you for money. It's not the people that are making the product that you enjoy and that you consume. Well, so, very, very good yeah, point, Zerosho. That was a that. great description. I like that. Supporting uh, the person that stirs the vat of Coca Cola is it like ah how much money is the company going to make? <laughs> they they want to make something that tastes good. So uh, it, it, that, that's just like the I'm guy like, who makes my steak and cheese. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out but, steak and cheese guy. Yeah. But you know what though? I mean, also you can't expect um, you know to have this awesome experience for for free all the time like i where i where i really see this a lot is in content creators especially artists you know like hey i'm not going to spend all this time and effort and energies to give you something for free like i mean you're getting content that's valuable mm-hmm. you know what is the value it's different different value to different people but like I don't mind paying some money. Like this game has provided me with endless hours of entertainment. I've met a lot of friends, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We enjoy it and I'm not saying like take all my money, but I also um you know, is it realistic to expect give me the greatest thing ever for free? Like No. I mean, they got to pay all their employees too, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's very easy to complain about, you know, Blizzard, a small indie company and all that, right? But I think that they've really come a, a long way, especially considering, like, all the change and all the shakeups. Um, there's a joke at, at, at my work up upstairs in the ISD um, lab, if you will. There's a sign on the door. It says the two things that people hate the most. Number one is change, and number two is the way things are. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's true, right? So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, hey, for me, um, I I I like I I like um, Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone. So to me, like Hearthstone, it could it could honestly be at a next level, but because what Zerosha explained about how long it'll take for stuff to get passed through, that's why things are slow. Like, I think if things got passed through faster, like, this game could be at the next level, because people complain about the money and, and this, that, and the third, 
I never complained about it because I played a bunch of other games that cost way more. And I knew, I know if I have like a system, I have Nintendo Switch, but if I have like a different console and there's a bunch of games I want to play, those games are 60 bucks to what nowadays a hundred if you have like the collector's edition, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. comes with yeah, all kind yeah. of stuff. So like if I was a person like that, like in my teenage years, I used to buy console games. I'd be spending way more money on that in my mind <clears throat> than Hearthstone. But if Hearthstone, if the store, if they had this rotating collection of stuff every week, different pack bundles, different card backs, different skins, and they were looking to get money from us all the time, like other games do, like Fortnite or like Heroes of the Storm, then I could understand maybe people complaining about money. But to me, no disrespect, because they can still do it, but I don't think in the sense of putting stuff in the store for people to buy when they're bored, because I would, I don't think they're trying hard enough in that sense. I'm not saying they don't try hard with the game. Do you guys get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. There, could be, there could be more stuff in the store that's just static sitting there. And if they don't do it, I don't get why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a form of entertainment, and you're going to pay for entertainment. Uh, you pay yeah. your kids bill every month. Uh, some guys once a month will pay green fees, club rentals, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cart rentals to go golfing once a month. I choose to, to spend my money on Hearthstone packs to sit in my underwear and. Sit <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, same here because like I don't have a console, so like this is the only game I really play. So like I don't complain about the money because I used to play Magic and. What I spend in Hearthstone is is nothing. What's what's the phrase? It's peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it's yeah. peanuts compared to Magic. So I, I'm looking for more stuff to buy. That's what I'm saying. They should put more stuff in the store. They rotated skins in and out, like hero portraits. Like yeah. people oh, would yeah. just I would. Need, like you'd put call a hero portrait, say like three ninety nine or something like that, or mm-hmm. like five hundred gold. Like rotate those in and out. People would be. Buying them all the time, they could drop like fifty different portraits and ro- rotate them in and out weekly. Mm-hmm. And that's a common misconception where people say, "Well, if they if they charge you gold for it, that's free." No, you no. earn that gold by spending time <laughs> in the game, and spending time in the game is showing, allowing the developers to show the shareholders, "Look how much time people are spending in our mm-hmm. game." That's creating the profit. So, yeah. Gold has a value. Your time, whether whether you're you're you know using it as entertainment or not, doesn't matter. Your time is still valuable, and those developers know that. So mm-hmm. when you buy things with gold, they see that, and I think that's another reason why Arena never really took off and got the support it needed. Is because after a while, people were just you were getting more out of Arena than they were spending, so it had no profitability margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pulling yeah. basically a negative profit because they're spending 150 gold to get 750 mm-hmm. gold, mm-hmm. and then they're spending another 150 gold to get another 700 gold. So it, it, it I think that's one of the failures of Arena. Maybe I should play Arena more. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got a very important question to ask Zeroshio. Are you wearing pants right now? <laughs> uh, yes, we talked about underwear, so I would like to know this as well. Anyone uh, wear pants when they're on a podcast? I, I know I have. Uh, I am currently wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, board shorts. I am wearing board shorts. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. 
you know, whether I'm wearing anything under those, I I, I can't say. So uh, I am wearing shorts. <laughs> I'm playing oh, around. Sorry. All right, all right. Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles Here, are in microwave. Sure. Turtle suit. Microwave. <laughs> no. no. No, in a half shell. That was my favorite. Heroes cartoon. in a half shell. Turtle power. My dad used to walk in the room while I was watching a cartoon. And he'd sing that. Turtles in a microwave. Turtle soup. <laughs> what a savage! Wow, wow. Very, very. Wait, Nate, are you wearing pants? Uh, yeah, I'm wearing PJ pants. <clears throat> but Craig never would wear pants, so I'm just saying. <laughs> Do you wear pants? <laughs> I mean, That's I don't even, crazy. not even when he went to work. So, uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, um, Hey, so have you guys, uh, I wanted to talk about just a very brief meta discussion and I don't think it needs to be super long because we kind of already went there, but, um, have you guys played much after the dark glare nerve? Like I know Mike, you were waiting, right? It's just like ladder is not enjoyable at the moment until the nerve. Have you guys played since then? I think Zeroshi yeah. earlier was saying that it's kind of like a, a, a smorgasbord, if you will, or kind of a, a free-for-all at the moment. A lot of combo decks, a lot of control decks. Uh, the decks that basically you could not play because of Dark Glare, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm seeing the Mechathune decks come back out because you couldn't play Mechathune decks against Dark Glare. Uh, so it's it's... It's fun for me because I'm also playing OTK decks, so it's like I don't know which OTK deck they're playing uh, based on just their class. So it's like I'm racing to see who can get there first, and I'm not always the winner, but mm-hmm. I get enjoyment out of it. I go, hey, I want to try that deck, and then it makes me look it up. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's another thing I really like about THL is because after a week of play, you can go through the open deck lists and and find mm-hmm. some decks that inspire you for later where wild doesn't have a lot of really good resources like hs replay or up-to-date resources uh on things like hearthstone top decks as well as standard does so no uh, but i i i guess that is a sorry to interrupt you that is maybe a good segue though to say in our discord if people are looking for tier lists or something um we post them in our discord i've got a a special channel for that um with uh, we've got some friends who write for tempo storm and we put their meta snapshots on in there um i know slizzle has a pretty regular video of uh decks to climb with um Vicious Syndicate does uh, a wild snapshot. It's a little bit less frequent than the standard ones. And then um, Reno Jackson's group, uh, Team Wildside, does um, a meta snapshot as well. And the Alpha Chord folks do one. And so we we collect all of those, and they're sitting in our Discord. If um, whenever they post a new one, I'll 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 copy it or link it up in there. So if you guys need decks to play with, um, they're there. But I but I yeah, agree with you. The data like. Jeez, especially looking at the data in HS Replay, like there's just not nearly as many people playing wild, and so the data is not as good. Yeah, um, but it's, it's better now than it was after the after the ladder changes. There are a lot more people. Um, I um I've been playing Odd Warrior as we were talking about before, and I've actually ran into quite a bit of Jade Druids recently, and um, I can't remember one of you guys were talking about how they. We're armoring up like crazy. Mike, was that you? 
Yeah. Like armoring up like like nuts. So I was playing Odd Warrior. They were playing J Druid. They have I'm Odd Warrior, but they have more armor than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then um this this was a long game, guys. I played Mischief Maker and I ended up getting a Jade Idol. Oh, Ooh. that's rad. <laughs> and so Not- then we were I'm Odd Warrior building jades. They're building mm-hmm. jades. We're both armoring uh, like it's tank up every single turn and like shuffle more jades, build more jades. This this went on for a very long time. You, you, have you ever hit the turn limit before? <clears throat> I haven't. I haven't. No. Were they were they playing Lord? Playing Lord Death Knight? Uh, yeah, they, they they death knighted, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I the term term limit, uh, which is I think like ninety. It's something like that. If they shortened it. It's not it's not ninety I think anymore. It's, I, I think it's like forty five like, or in the in the Yeah, it, it was huge, but for each person is what it was. Oh. Hey for me, um players taking 45 turns that sounds for, right for a meta discussion um speaking of reno jackson uh so in, in my in my my corner here looking at my stats so far this month uh ran into a lot of quest mage seeing a lot of kingsbane raza priest and then i, I ran into um, a lot of quest shaman like shutterwalk style interesting that was pretty interesting and then uh the rest of them were just q blocks Hmm. Wow! So I'm facing a lot of different less, I'm at di- less, I'm at Diamond Four right now. Sorry, I'm seeing less Kingsbane right now, and I'm I'm at the Diamond Four and Five spot myself. I'm seeing less Kingsbane because it kind of preyed on Dark Glare, and now that Dark Glare is not there, uh, Kingsbane doesn't have a lot of praise to go on now, and it can be. But if the Odd Warrior, like the one I'm playing, I put Sticky Fingers in my uh, Odd Warrior. <laughs> I love that card. I yeah. love it. Like it would. The trick on Sticky Fingers is if you're pretty sure they're not running the uh, Horde Pillager, which is kind of the counter counter tech for yeah. Kingsbane. If you're pretty sure they're not running Horde Pillager, you let them build that Kingsbane up for you, oh, and then yeah. just take it when it's at like eight or nine. Uh, yeah, I took I one at really, 11. It was great. I took one yesterday that was at 15. 15! <laughs> I, <took a, laughs> I took a screenshot. <laughs> I'll see if That's I can awesome. find it. It was. Uh, I got an instant concede when I did it. It was beautiful. When I was facing a lot of Odd Warrior that was teching in the sticky fingers, I actually put in a Horde Pillager into my King's Bane. So, and, and you have to be real strict with yourself never to use your hero power. So the only weapon that ever gets destroyed is the King's Bane. Yeah. Uh, so you want to get the King's Bane out quickly and just attack. As you want it to be destroyed, but you don't want to use your hero power to destroy it, or mm-hmm. you could get the you could get the one two daggers. So True. it's it's a little more, you know, you have to be a little more diligent with it and get that King's Bane out early before they have a chance to stick your sticky finger it. Uh, but once it's destroyed once, you can always play a Horde Pillager just to get it back. That's, yeah. No, no, I, I totally feel that. Sticky Fingers is so dirty, and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've got a few insta-concedes with that one. It just, it's it's hilarious. It's a great uh, card to test emotions. <laughs> <laughs> one deck I've been playing... Yeah. Um, 
deck's pretty fun. Um, it's a secret, pure Librem quest pally. What? I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds wacky, but it's actually pretty cool, and it's actually really good. I like it so, a lot because... Wait, sorry, go ahead. Wait, what was the question? Wait, so I didn't see... So I am a, a part of a lot of discords, yeah. and I pretty much turn notifications off on all of them. I did not see this in the Paladin channel, which I have notifications on. Oh, yeah, I posted uh, it. You posted it in there? Yep. You did? I must have missed it, because I, cause I, that is all my jam right there. Yeah. All right, go on, go on, go on. I'm, I'm intrigued. So um, it just it grabbed me because I was playing... Um, I think it might have been Priest or basically some deck. It, w- it wasn't like tier one, but it was basically a deck built to get value and just like try to outvalue the other people because a lot of them just aggro. But um, this person kept coming in with like waves and like playing like the secrets and then like the Librams building boards. And then when I cleared, they just come back with more. And then uh, because it's, it's a pure deck, the Crusader refills their hand and then Lady Liadrin gives you all the spells that you target the minions back, and it, it was just like insane. And then like, it just felt like I, I just couldn't win. And like, uh, friending them after, or they friended me. And then uh, that was actually one interaction where it wasn't negative, so that was pretty cool. And then I got the list from them, and then I, I'm I've been playing it ever since. Like, it wasn't working when Dark Lair was running crazy because turn three is the longest the games ever went. But um, yeah. It's like it's pretty fun. I, I'm at I'm at Diamond Four right now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to steal that list from you because that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, Zerosha, this list that you brought us this week because, um, you're running the uh, it's the it's the OTK package. I was playing a similar one, but it was running the Librams because you can you need zero mana spells with Beardo to refresh the hero power. And so like I could play all these zero mana Librams, but um, so your list is a little bit different. Um, in fact, it's I don't actually know. A, it's actually a raffle list. Okay. Uh, I tried to make some variations and personalize it to myself, but it was just so perfect. Uh, the reason it doesn't run the Librams is uh, a, this, this is like a, a turbo, uh, turbo list. It actually uses the coins off a of licensed adventurer. Okay. Uh, well, oh, okay. This may be a good time to like switch focus a little bit and start chatting about this deck because um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's kind of where the conversation's going. I, I a listener had requested that we chat a little bit about ladder anxiety, but I think that we um, covered a lot of that those concepts earlier in the show. Um, yeah, I mean, just to kind of touch on that real fast, uh-huh, because yeah. I know I'm, we had a listener ask about it, um, is ladder anxiety is what you make of it. Uh, and the best thing you can do when you start feeling anxiousness in the ladder, whether whether it's positive or negative, uh, is take a break. And some people say, here you say take a break, and they think take a day, two, three days without playing Hearthstone. If that's what you, what you need, sure. To me, take a break is get up, get a refresh my drink, maybe make myself a sandwich, uh, uh, stretch my legs a little bit, and five minutes later, come back and, and hit it again. So it's yeah. what, whatever you need 
to refresh your memory. Uh, the worst things for you to do is build habits that build more habits. Uh, and a lot of that is is not thinking your plays through or just snap playing or doing something else when your opponent's playing their turn and not paying attention. And you can do that and, and still win. But when you start seeing bad turns, and again, I'm not saying bad games, bad turns happen because you're fatigued or you're getting anxious on what's going on, then that's where you just need to take a breather, hydrate, get some water. You'd be surprised how a, a glass of water will totally change your mental perception on a turn. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll hear me say this a lot is is focus on your turn, not your games. Uh, if you make sure you have as few bad turns as possible, that automatically equ- equates to having less bad games. And uh, I know it seems a lot of micromanagement, but Hearthstone is a micromanagement game. That's uh, You micromanage manage everything. Your mana, your mm-hmm. curve on your cards, your deck, your, your deck building is micromanaged. So might as well take those skills and make yourself more efficient at the game. And yeah, that I agree is with that. on mental health. Yeah, so I, I like everything Zorosho said, just a quick piece. Um, to me, for a ladder anxiety, if if you don't take every single turn as serious as you can and play to the best that you can, therefore, at the end of the game, if you lost, and all you can say is, I tried my best, because once you string games together like that, I feel like, for me, once I started playing better than I used to, and then I started doing like you know other things throughout my day instead of just playing Hearthstone, whether it's playing video, a different video game or going outside, talking to someone else in real life, watching TV, and then you come back to this, and then you realize it's like all that stress you felt earlier, it really doesn't matter because like not not to get all you know deep here, but like life is bigger; it's just a game. And I feel like the ladder anxiety goes away once you start trying your best and then recognizing where the mistakes were and then watching your replays. And then I feel like that that was a shift for me, trying trying to do that. Now, don't take this as me saying that you can't relax and play Hearthstone. You can relax and play Hearthstone. But if you're relaxing and playing Hearthstone and maybe watching Netflix or watching a Twitch stream or something like that while you're also playing Hearthstone. And I do that a lot. Mm -hmm. I play 30 to 35 hours of Hearthstone a week. The thing is, is I might only play like 10 of those hours where I'm really focusing on quality high level play Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm going up the ladder. The other 20 hours is just me kind of goofing around playing what they call meme decks, things like that. And, I don't get ladder anxiety during that time because it doesn't matter to me. If I sit and, and keep getting the message that I can't lose stars at this rank, then <laughs> because I'm focusing on watching Netflix or, or, or uh, doing something else, and I'm using Hearthstone as a relaxation tool. Mm-hmm. But then when I start focusing on I want to get legend, well, then I take those things and I get them out of the way, and I focus on each and every turn. Now, if I still... I'm making suboptimal plays or I'm making mistakes or I am not getting the results I want, then I just need to take a break, get some water, maybe, you know, get a lunch with my wife and have a non Hearthstone conversation for a little while. So it's like a racing 
it, it's like making that perfect piece of art on an Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> and you get a couple of those lines wrong and you don't like it. The best way to get <laughs> is just shake it up, clean it all out, and start over. It's the best metaphor I've ever heard. <laughs> and if you don't know what an Etch-A-Sketch is, you're young. And I'm old. <laughs> That's pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody here was born in the 80s, I believe. So. Oh, man, I feel old. <laughs> oh, are you in the 70s? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Barely, turned... though. Barely, though, right? <laughs> I just turned 39 oh. last week, so I'm very happy to have someone older than me. My daughter just turned 19. Oh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up there. I guess you got me beat. My son is my son is turning twelve soon. I'm happily in my forties. Dad club. Yep. Dad yep, club. Yep, yep. Oh hey yeah, a bunch of dads here. That's right. Definitely hey, so dad legend mode. That's right. But yeah, uh, that's my piece on on ladder anxiety. It's what you make of it. I like mm-hmm. it, and I I put something up on the screen here. It's a it's a Star uh, Star Trek quote from Captain Picard. Did, did you almost say Star Wars? I almost did, but I'm no Blast better than that. Me. I know better than that. It was a it was a, a Freudian slip. Um, I don't I don't want to say which my preference is because I'll probably lose some friends. But um, I, I love this quote. It is possible to commit no errors and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. Um, and, and it's like that in the game too. I mean, you can do everything right. Like there are so many games where I had lethal next turn, but they oh. killed me. They killed me this turn. And like, you know, could I have done it better? Maybe. And that's that's what uh, you know, Hearthstone deck tracker and HS replayer for um, stuff like that. I think that um, you know, if you treat every game as a learning experience, you respect your opponent, you take time to observe. And, and I think what Zeroshio said was a really good point because I, I sort of do the same thing. Um, I use Hearthstone as kind of a re- relaxation. Like if I'm just playing for fun. Um, I've got Netflix going on one screen and Hearthstone going on the other screen very frequently. I took Linecracker to D5 this month or whatever it was uh, wow. and then switched off to Odd Warrior or maybe it was D10. I don't remember, but it was like, you know, I was just trying to goof around and have fun. But, but you know, mm-hmm. and if you, you win some, you lose some, but it was hilarious. And I would laugh every time I was able to combo off and like, it's entertaining, you know? Um, yeah. But it's also, you know, there's a time for everything. Like if you want to, you can't have like massive divided attention and expect you're going to do really well. No, That's uh, why I was playing not. Odd Warrior because I like I had things to do. I was like, I made dinner while I was playing. Odd Warrior. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> like, like I would actually run out to the barbecue and I would like turn over my food and I come back. I'm like, oh, what did they do? and and that's right that's why you can enjoy the game but again when you're in a situation like that you're not going to get anxiety because you're relaxing as well you're you're i mean you're drinking you're drinking a a a beer and and grilling broths or whatever you're doing so yeah that's that's not the situation where you're going to have ladder anxiety oh no like it, as soon as you're approaching that ranked floor is and and that comes to me hard like i actually will sweat from my palms when i um like i know i'm at that and i'll tell my wife it's so funny she'll be sitting in the background 
and uh, I'll say to my wife, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm about to get Dad Legend. I just need to win this one. I'm on a win streak. I got to get this game. If I get this game, I get it. I get it. I'm going to be there. And then she's like, okay, good luck, honey. And then I'll be like, gosh darn it, I freaking lost. Now I got to win two more or three more. (laughs) 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 My win streak is gone. And she's like, it's okay, honey. (laughs) I like to say when you hit rank six and three million stars. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it feels like that, you know, that rank one and three million stars, you know, it, it feels like you're always needing that one extra star. Oh yeah, really that way. Um, uh, I know. I have a habit, and this is a big habit of mine. Is I will see what my record is uh, when I hit rank five, you know, and then I will count how many stars. Mm. And if if I've got like a eleven and six record, I'm at plus five. Yeah. Well, now I have to get to. 16 more stars so that means i have to be i have to have 21 more wins than i have losses i do the same that thing gets, that gets into my head so i have to go in and and change my stats so i don't see the record uh so i can just play and focus on each turn so i'm as guilty of it as anybody else and but you just have to get into your head and and realize what you're doing, whether it's good or bad, and learn from it. Uh, the the one thing I picture when it comes to that is, say you need like your 16 stars. Say you need 16 stars to get to legend. The way I picture it is, okay, I could win 116 games and I can lose 100 games. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how I am. As long Damn. as I look at that plus, like, like that, that's how I picture it. Like, like okay, that's like a 51 percent win rate. And I'm just as guilty as anybody else. It's a bad mindset. But, uh, you know, like I said, if you go back to just realizing your each play, uh, each play has to be solid. Uh, each turn has to be solid. And then mm-hmm. eventually all that's going to turn. If you put one piece in the puzzle, whether it's a 100-piece puzzle or a 1,500-piece puzzle, you'll eventually finish that puzzle. Yeah. You just got one piece at a time. Agreed. I like it. All right, let's talk about this deck. <clears throat> let's do it. I love. Oh yeah, I love this type of deck. I All right, really, really so uh, this is an OTK deck with Uther of the Evan Blade. Uh, because we do this show on audio and video, um, you know, the people watching can just see the card list. We'll we'll put it in the YouTube notes and the show notes. But uh, I'm going to read through the deck list real quick just to assist the audio listeners. Uh, so here, here's this deck. Uh, two copies of First Day of School, two copies of Christology, one copy of The Last Kaleidosaur, two copies of Tour Guide, two copies of Wave of Apathy, two copies of Flash of Light, two copies of Hand of Adal, uh, two copies of Licensed Adventurer, two copies of Novice Engineer, two Questing Explorers, two Wild Pyromancers, two Acolyte of Pain, one Auction Master Beardo, one Lord Barov, two Timeouts, one Lorekeeper Polkelt, one Nazdormu the Timeless. That's spicy. This is uh, my favorite part. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, Uther of the Ebon Blade. What in the world? So Nazdormu, <laughs> that, that puts your mana at 10, yeah? Whoa, yeah. 
yours and your opponent's mana at 10. So, I mean, I uh, guess this allows you to combo a lot earlier. So what is the yeah, main... I mean, the, the win con of this deck essentially is you want to play Uther and then you want to OTK your opponent with by, by playing all four horsemen in one turn. So the question is, how do you do that? Um, and different decks do it different ways. I'm curious to get your take on this. Like what I see immediately is this runs the quest, but I assume like this runs the quest not to actually complete the quest, but to trigger questing explorer, to trigger license adventurer. Um, that's, that's true. That the whole reason for the quest is to get those uh, coins which are very important to refreshing your hero power with auction master beardo. And uh, a lot of people do the math and they say, well, even with the coins, you need more spells and, and not with tour guide. (laughs) Exactly. You can tour guide, use the hero power for free, play your auction master beardo. That's four mana there. You coin. Uh Mm-hmm refreshes the hero power another tour guide yeah which makes it free then you can even use wave of apathy for one mana to refresh your hero power along with the coins you can do it within 10 mana Uh, and i've done it rather often uh don't be afraid if you have uther the evan blade in hand to nose dormu the timeless because even though your opponent might get 10 mana they're going to have to deal with an 8-8, and then you have 5-5 five, five worth of lifesteal the next turn, a 5 damage yeah. worth of lifesteal weapon, and a 5 armor to swing back whatever they do that that next turn. Yeah. And if, if it's an aggro strategy, a lot of people say, well, they're just going to dump their hand. Well, yeah, then you deal with it, and they have nothing else to do because they've dumped their entire hand. So uh, it's, it's very good uh, at kind of getting the tools you need to draw, and then you always have the timeouts to just basically make it so your opponent can't win while you set up those last couple pieces you need right. to get lead. There's so what, lots what, and lots of draw here, too. What triggers yeah. do we have for bear off in here? Are you using uh, Wild Pyromancer mostly? Yeah, you can use Wild Pyromancer uh, if you, you can bear off Wild Pyromancer and then Christology or all pyromancer wave of apathy uh you know that works uh just using wild pyromancer along with your wave of apathies and christologies alongside uh your acolyte of pain is just the old school you know yeah way of drawing cards in paladin that we've mm-hmm. always done right and christology draws so much it draws your uh, tour guides, it draws uh, your novice engineers. Uh, it, there's just a lot of deck thinning in this deck. What I like also is that, uh, uh, at least this is my, I mean, this is really the first time that I'm looking at this deck, but a lot of the cards, um, and I really have to compliment Raffle as a deck builder. Um, yeah. A lot of the cards here are like multi use cards, right? So, First day, first day of school, like I can play it on turn one and grab a couple random one cost minions to give me some early game, whatever. But I also can use it late game to combo. Hey, it's a zero mana spell and refresh my hero power. Um, or, hey, mm-hmm. 
I can use it as a zero mana spell with uh, Wild Pyro to clear some board. Like, there's there's a lot of multi function there. Um, the same with the the Christology to clear, but it's also one mana spell. Um, let's see, Flash of Light is great. You know, healing plus draw. I don't even know what Hand of Adele does. Uh, I feel bad it about that. Draw a card. You draw a card. It's just to, it's to draw. But even yeah. then, like Hand of Adele will good go good on Wild Pyro, right? If you you can buff yeah. it and use it for board clear. Um, I like that they're calling it kind of like a turbo version because essentially, like you are drawing cards, uh, yeah. ideally drawing cards like every turn. It, so, the goal I've been able to pull off the combo on on turn nine, which you wouldn't expect because you have to play. With the blade on nine, but not if you play no Stormer in like four or five. Uh, uh, you can yeah, yeah. basically pull off the whole combo as early as like turn six. Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could if you had the right cards in hand. I mean, so, it's kind of a perfect storm. What, let me ask then, what do you need? Um, what cards do you need for the combo? Like it takes two turns to set up, right? Because you've got to play Uther on one turn. And then if you've got the cards, you can combo off the next turn, right? Yeah, you'll need Auction Master Beardo. Uh, you usually will need at least one tour guide and then three spells, three cheap zero or one cost spells. So you, you could use first day of school if you haven't uh, if you haven't had to play it early for one cost minions, which I don't usually play it early. I hold it until I need the possibility of a one cost minion. You obviously have the coins. Uh, you can... Uh, use the wave of apathies as a way to refresh the hero power. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of tools you can use. Sometimes you'll want a lore keeper pull kelt just to put the timeouts at the top of your deck. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just to set those <clears throat> time. If you've already got the Uther uh, and maybe draw them the Norse Domu, you can do that and, and it'll put all that towards the top of your deck. So yeah, I've just realized it's a super low, low to the ground yeah. curve. I mean, it's it's meant to just be able to dump everything out as quick as possible. Historically, in these Uther-type decks, you end up running into hand space management issues. Yeah. And a lot of it's because you have such key integral parts of your combo, and you don't have a lot of cheap stuff to just dump. Well, this doesn't have that problem. Yeah, yeah. This looks pretty solid, actually. I It looks good. Hmm... Let me ask you, is there anything else that is, uh, I don't know, I guess important about this deck that you wouldn't, like synergies or whatever, that you wouldn't see just based on like looking at it first pass? Um, the, the most important thing I see is don't rule out using Nosedorm early. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are really worried about giving that much because it resets your mana to 10, but your opponent gets the first turn of that. Right. Uh, so that looks real daunting, but you, you want to make sure you have some way to, like, maybe you have your Barov in hand and, and a wild pyro. And remember, you'll have 10 mana to counteract whatever they did with 10 mana. So you're in a way, you're on even footing there. Uh, if you have a timeout in hand, who cares how much they put down? You can just time out. Yeah. Um, so don't be afraid to dump that in those dorm room. You want to be mindful 
of if I play this nose door move, how do I stop their best case scenario the next turn? But if you can meet that qualification, then don't be afraid to throw the nose nose door down, especially if you have either Polkelt or Uther the Ebon Blade, because Polkelt will give you Uther the next turn. Right. <clears throat> Sweet. Hmm. I want to play. Fun fun <laughs> fact, our our logo is loosely based on like uh Nas Dormu, the, the timeless or like an Amber Watcher. So have have extra love for the uh Paladin Dragons. Yeah, I I love uh Uther. Uther is my favorite character in the game. I just love I love the skits they've done with him. Uh, <laughs> Uther gets it. <laughs> Uther gets it, and that's that's my, that's my favorite thing. With uh, those commercials were so good. Uther gets it. Oh, I forgot. That's what you're talking about. Those com- they should do more of those. That's so funny. Those I just love the depiction of Uther because I've been a big fan of Uther since the old Warcraft days. So yeah, uh, I got into Hearthstone thinking I would be a big Rexar fan, and then just fell in love with just. Uther. Did and you play War? Did you play like you played uh, Warcraft Three? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've been. I love. I love that game, but man, Uther. He he's such a good guy, but yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he he met his demise. Spoiler yeah. alert. My favorite depiction of Uther is. Uh, it's him scolding Anduin when Anduin's a little kid. Uh, oh, yeah. In the world of Warcraft, you know, at more Pandaria age, but uh, yeah. Uther, Uther's a... He's just... I want to be Uther. He's just such a cool chill. <laughs> I love it. Good Arthas. Oh, dear. All and, right. And chat, I... I love Leadrin too. Leadrin is usually my portrait uh, whenever I play non-mech paladin. Because if you're playing mech paladin, you have to play Anoyo bot, right? You, you, Sir Anoyo. <laughs> Sir Anoyo, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. You're not Sir Anoyo. But yes, any other time, Leadrin. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, we got Goliath. Goliath the Dwarf, uh, yeah, talking in chat here. I actually want to shout him out super quickly because he did release a new traversing Azeroth. Um, <gasps> we forgot to talk about that in the news. On out of cards today, about That's three news. hours ago, it went live. It's called Undeath and Necromancy, the story of the Scourge and the Forsaken. Ooh. So everybody can check that out on out of cards.com it's, so it's I, out oh, of no, dot cards. oh no sorry yeah out of dot cards so <clears throat> we should probably link that i'll um, do that I'll, I'll i'll add that yeah absolutely um <clears throat> i'm adding it to my notes here yeah i'm excited uh and actually since since we're on the topic um last time we did a lore episode it was super fun um, and the reaction that we got was very, very, very good. Everyone loved it. And so uh, we're having Goliath back next week. Uh, 
to talk more yeah. lore. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. We've been talking about doing the lore behind Ashes of Outland uh, just because we missed it. And there's a lot of awesome lore there, especially for the primes. Uh, some really cool stories there. And uh, yeah, especially Zixor. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, there's some good stuff. So that that'll be a lot of fun. Um, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll link the article for sure. Out of dot cards. I'll hype for that. Yeah, that Zixor Prime, Zixor Prime backstory, so cool. I Love. can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm not familiar with that stuff, and unfortunately, like I never, I never played any of the WoW games. I played Warcraft One, Warcraft Two. I started playing Warcraft Three and never finished it. And I bought the recrafted or remastered version or whatever, and I, I started it, and it's really fun. But I'm not very far into it yet. Um, but anyways, the lore is so much fun. Um, so yeah, that's part of the reason why I love Paladin so much. It's just the characters have so much story to them. Even Soranoio, that, that you know, there's there's just story to those characters to just to me they have more character than a lot of the other classes heroes do. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh I can appreciate that for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay, well, f- for those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, um, something that we have done with this show is to do a co-op version or, or kind of a, a second half or second part, if you will, of the show where we take the deck that we have discussed on the show and we play it afterwards um, with uh, the three of us plus our guest. We talk through all of our plays and kind of uh, you know, I, I, the philosophy is that it's one thing to talk about the deck, but it's something else entirely to play it. And mm-hmm. uh, so we do these live on Twitch as, as part of the show. Um, they're not released with the audio portion, but we release them later on YouTube. Uh, so if you're listening to the audio version of this, please, uh, please check it out. Uh, and I'm very, very excited to play this um, Uther OTK deck tonight after the show. Oh, so yeah. Should be super yeah. fun. Um, do you guys have any other questions or, um, comments or, or, or anything you want to chat about before we sort of start to wrap things up? Yeah. Um, for me, um, I never watched him before, so I was new to watching Raffle, but I hung out in the, in the living room today, uh, eating lunch and I put him on the uh, Apple TV, oh, man, the he's, Twitch app. He's good people. Yeah, so he was playing this cool idea where he adds a lot of um, soul shards to his deck. He's playing Warlock. And then um, he'll add uh, extra cards to his hand. And then he plays Renounced Darkness. And I saw some pretty intense, pretty crazy games today. And I just wanted to shout him out um, because it was my first time watching him. I know he's like super popular and he's out there, but I haven't like taking time to sit sit down and watch uh hearthstone youtube in a while they're hearthstone streamers in general but um decided to check out raffle today and he played uh some pretty cool renounced darkness decks he's he's my favorites yeah he's he's a good guy we had him on into the wild at least three times um i'll I'll see i'll see if i can talk him into coming on the show sometime he's a great guy um 
Yeah, he seemed pretty cool. He's yeah, he's super chill. He's also a really good player, and to be able to, I I don't know, very good deck builder, very good player, and it's amazing that you can rank up with like essentially what are most people would call like meme decks, you know. So. Well, yeah, when I saw him renounce darkness into uh, Demon Hunter cards, I was like, oh my goodness, bro. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. Like Twin Slices and like Altruist and oh, so gross. <laughs> Twin Slice Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 ba da da dum. Yeah. Twin Slice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Good All times. right. Well, um, Let's uh, let's then s- sort of start the the kind of sign off portion. And Zeroshu, I just want to tell you, thank you so so much for for spending the evening with us. Um, it's oh, it's, uh, my it's really great to have you on to chat with you. Um, and I I was really excited about tonight's show. I think we talked about some subject matter that was actually really really deep. I mean, just with mm-hmm. um. I don't know a lot of the the more like philosophical portions of this game, um, how to improve as a player, and I think that those uh, kind of tidbits of knowledge are very very valuable for the listeners, but also for for us. And I think that I I'll take a lot of that to heart. Um, I'm sitting at like diamond three right now, and I'm trying to make that legend push over the weekend, and uh, so now it's time to get serious, to turn off the Netflix and, and actually pay attention to the games, and so um, I, I will be taking your advice to heart, but I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to to hang out with us tonight, so thank you, thank hey, you very no, much. It, it was definitely my pleasure. Uh, obviously, uh, you were one of our early, early guests in Hero Power, so you have a special place, and Aww. And Mike Lowe was one of our first Patreon followers, and yeah, Mike Power, and was one of the first vocal members of our community to to kind of back us and and steer people towards Hero Power as a resource. Nice. And yeah, I really I appreciate do. that. And it's it's an honor to be on this show and be included in in this wild community, which I've always kind of secretly been part of. But you know, obviously, <laughs> do a standard hearthstone podcast it's not focused on wild we occasionally play wild on on hero power sure sure. yeah the majority of players play standard so we cater to that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it makes sense it makes sense uh so question for you where can folks uh find you if they're looking to uh listen to your show or watch your show or interact with you um online somehow The best way to reach me specifically on Twitter is I'm at Zeroshio. That's Z-E-R-O-T-I-O uh, uh, on Twitter. I do occasionally stream around set releases at twitch.tv slash Zeroshio. But all of our content for Hero Power can be reached at HeroPowerHS.com. And our YouTube channel is at our production YouTube.com slash ECMMOGamers. That's the production company that runs Hero Power. Uh, but like I said, if you go to HeroPowerHS.com, it'll take you to everything. Cool. Very, very cool. All right. Uh, how about you guys? Hydra, where can people find you? Well, you can always find me here every single Friday at uh, 6 p.m. PST for the Born to be Wild podcast. 
And you can find me on Twitch uh, for my personal stream at Hydralisk underscore HS and Twitter the same Hydralisk underscore HS. Very, very cool. Mike, what about you? Where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me here every Friday night, um, except uh, birthdays and holidays and paid vacations and benefit packages from Nate. <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, Mike Low TV on Twitter and Twitch. Um, looking to get more streams in. Uh, I'm loving Wild. I'm lo- glad that Dark Lair is gone. So my mood has definitely changed for the better to play more because I definitely want to play, and that deck was impressive. So find me there. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, as for me, uh, I'm most active on Twitter. I don't, I'm not really on any of the other social medias, but you can find me on Twitter at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. More importantly, you can find the show. Uh, similar to what Zeroshio was saying, all of our things, you know, we, we have YouTube, we have uh, Discord, we have all of the stuff, uh, but the easiest place to find it all is at our website, which is borntobewildhs.com. We joke about this every week, but you have to, have to, have to include the HS at the end. Otherwise, uh, you are in for a surprise. Uh, oh, yeah. so born, to, born to be wild, hs.com. Uh, we have a very, very thriving discord community. Uh, it is so much fun interacting with people, sharing deck lists, sharing funny stories. And, uh, I, I would encourage any of you who are interested in interacting with other wild players to join, um, zero drama, all fun. Um, oh, yeah. you can find the link to it on our website. Uh, also, uh, if you guys are interested in uh, supporting us, um, one of the one of the greatest ways that you can support us financially is to buy some merch. If you go to our website, you can get T-shirts and, and other stuff. Uh, the T-shirts turned out incredibly good. And big thank you to, merch. Um, to Mr. and Mrs. Wildcard who have um, are running our merch shop for us and have done a phenomenal job with the uh, the printing. Um, if, if you are interested in supporting the show, uh, in a non-financial way, please like subscribe to our YouTube channel or go onto iTunes or one of the other podcast apps and leave a, a review, uh, would be very, very helpful. We'd appreciate that. If you'd like to interact with us anyway, again, I would, I would send you off to, uh, the website on the discord, or you can always email us or something like that. So. Anyways, we, we love hearing from people. We love having a good time with you. Um, oh, yeah. You know, some of the topics of the show that came up tonight were conversations that initially started off in the Discord. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, we have a lot of fun. You know, it's a pretty it's a pretty low-key show. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We, we have a great time, and we appreciate... Uh, um, I love hanging out with you guys every week. It's what I look forward to the most. And, yeah. Um, same here. So, uh, in 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 wrapping up the show, we have um, a little bit of a tradition, and hopefully, you can you guys can hear it this time. And now, unrelated advice with Nate Wolf. Nate, you're muted. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, uh, can of... you can you hear me now? We can, hey. can you hear me the, now. I, I'm. 
Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. It's the settings on this on this uh, on this little uh, sound pad app because it won't let me. I checked the box to not let my microphone take over when something is playing. We're learning. It's okay. We're learning. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so with all the fires going on in Oregon right now, uh, the air is very smoky and yucky outside, and I do not want to leave the house. I will be inside keeping managing to keep myself busy somehow all weekend what uh I, i'm asking for advice from you guys what should like what do you guys do to occupy your time during the weekend uh hydra go well um this weekend i'm definitely gonna play hearthstone but you could totally go with the theme and play stealth rogue because <laughs> they're all hiding behind smoke so play uh, stealth rogue man. hey what is that game that you were telling me about that you and your wife were playing oh you mean uh the, beat the among us game no i would know the beat one the old like the retro game with the music oh my gosh oh okay yeah i i would have to open steam to look at the stupid name of it it is amazing um okay so i am not one to play uh, just some like random Steam game or whatever. But I was watching a guy. I'm gonna shout him out. His name is Jomo, and uh, he's. I found him actually through Rod Johnson. Everybody knows Rod Pog Rod, and he he introduced me to this one streamer named Jomo who actually lives in Vancouver, and he was playing this game. Now I'm trying to find it. Um. It was so cool. It's 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 like a temple run sort of game, except for it is the most exciting experience ever with the music and it's super 3D. I'm trying to find it. I think my wife deleted it off Steam. I'm looking uh, for it right now. Oh no, you can't leave us like this. I'm, no, I'm gonna... I no no no. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay, okay no. it's called. Yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh, it has wild. In, it has wild in the name. That it's yeah, wild. <laughs> wild Hearts. Wild Hearts. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Nice. So it is just. It's a story about a girl, and she is either riding a skateboard or riding a motorcycle or like doing whatever. And these levels are not just like going down a straight track. Like these things are like. It's also time based. It's rhythm based. And the the graphics and the timing and the music all like it is it's just beautiful. Like it's actually a beautiful game. So if you have like five bucks or whatever it costs, or what was it fourteen? I think it was fourteen dollars. I think it was fifteen bucks on Steam. Yeah, it is really, really cool. And it's so funny because my wife, she isn't a PC gamer, like by any means. She likes to sit on her couch and play on the Nintendo. And I made the mistake of letting her actually play on my computer. Uh-huh. Play this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a bad idea because she's like, oh, I like this. I'm going to sit here and play this all the time. And I wake up in the morning and she's sitting at my computer. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, now you because get of this game. And oh, no, no, it's a beautiful game. It's it's highly recommended. Um it's not long, but it's it's 
more like independent and the art is just amazing and i i support it it's great send me the link when you get a chance or the name again and i'll post it up so uh, yeah sayonara wild hearts is what it's called but yeah i can send you like a link in the name to it cool cool mike mike what about you so um now that things have switched up i was going to suggest a brand new activity because i have time this weekend too and if you have time, maybe we can find some other people in Discord and we could do um, some friend lobbies and jump in Discord voice. Oh, dude, we could play Battlegrounds together. Yeah, eight people. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So I definitely want you to be safe. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to stay inside and stay out of the smoke and, you know, you're going to be inside and you got time, that could be a def- that could definitely be an activity. Oh, all right. All right. Very cool. I appreciate that. Zerosha, what about yeah. you? What advice you got for me? So I, I had some great advice, but I'm going to steal Mike Lowe's Ooh. because, uh, uh, yeah, Battleground Lobbies. That's what I would do, especially because there's new heroes out in Battlegrounds. And oh, yeah, it's three new heroes, yeah. They have really unique, a lot of them have really unique hero powers that only cost zero gold. Uh, which means you can pretty much fit them in every turn. So mm-hmm. I would say play the new heroes in Battlegrounds. And when you do, don't forget to use your hero power. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, wiser <laughs> words were never spoken. <laughs> you heard that on Born to be Wild. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Knights of the Silver Hand, uh huh. Each turn two will make a stand, uh huh. Divine favor refills my hand, uh huh. Quartermaster rapid buffs, smork you till you've had enough. Two mana, two two weapons, sick. You should probably just quit. Two mana, two two weapons, sick. Vile Spine Slayer does the trick. Odd, odd, odd. 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 Paladin Warrior Rogue. Odd, odd, odd. Demon Hunter and Shaman too. Odd, odd, odd. Paladin Warrior and Rogue. Odd, odd, odd. Demon Hunter and Shaman too. Odd, odd, odd. Odd, odd, odd. Odd, odd, odd. Odd, odd, odd. Pick any totem that I want. Aha! Healing spell damage or taunt. Aha! Pick any totem that I want. Aha! The 1-1 one, one totem isn't smart When it's time for me to rank Uh-huh Armor up just like a tank Uh-huh Aggro decks will lose all day Uh-huh After all your cards are gone I'm the only one having fun Demons bite amazing price Uh-huh 
combined with Beardo and Twin Slice. Aha! Demons bite amazing price. Aha! So much face damage is nice. Odd, odd, odd. Odd, odd, odd. Odd, odd, odd. Shaman